0: This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is brought to you by the World Athletics Cross Country Championships Bathurst 23. See our Aussies take on the world's best at Mount Panorama on February 18, 2023. Spectator tickets and mass race registrations on sale now at worldathleticscrosscountry.com.
1: 267 of the inside running podcast thank you for joining us for another week big show coming at you this week we've got an interview, an interview with Sinead Diver at the very end of the episode and Steve Monigetti is going to be popping in about an hour in so uh, all the regular segments and those two big names to bring you in episode number 267 welcome to my co-host the winner of the Christchurch half marathon I'm going to say in 2018 Bradley Croker how are you going
0: that's correct, Brady. Thank you. And welcome back. I feel like the uh, the world's back to normal with you hosting the Inside Running Podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. bit of a slip up in the introduction. Maybe I'm a bit nervous talking to you two big dogs after spending the last nine weeks with uh, Christian and Toby. But um, well done. You've been doing well on this show the last nine weeks. I've been very impressed and actually enjoying listening to it. It's been a bit of a highlight of my week waking up on a Tuesday morning and listening to you guys bang on for 60 90 minutes so um, good to be back and looking forward to talking all things running with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Now very happy to have you back. you can pick up the pieces.
1: Nice oh, you've been doing well not giving yourself enough credit croaks my other well,
2: co. He hasn't he hasn't had an intro for a while. So, this has probably got him up and about.
1: Up and about. He'll be up and about. Some good stuff in this agenda tonight. Bradley still has been planning the agenda because I've got some other stuff going on. But I had a bit of a look through it half an hour ago and he's doing a good job, Moose. Welcome to you this week, the 2009 AM World Championships representative in the marathon for Australia. Still yet to have one since in 2022. We're talking about that. So, how are you going this week?
2: Going good, mate. Geez, you're real up and about
1: same introductions but i just try and say get a bit of gusto behind them a bit of energy so i'm happy to be here oh, i was just saying I reckon i'm you're, excited i reckon
2: you're a bit nervous
1: i am a bit nervous and a bit excited actually <laughs> a bit on my you've toes had no, uh,
2: you've had no heat on you on the other show no it's all yeah. been big high fives big circles here. <laughs> yeah yeah we're,
1: we're pretty friendly on that show aren't we it's been actually good not getting ripped into but i'm, I'm bracing myself for a few questions coming my way some stage in this uh this interview because all this this episode because I, uh, I was thinking I was going to come back as a bit of a quicker marathoner than I was previously. But anyway, we're still here. Well, how
2: are you feeling? How are you feeling?
1: Uh, just telling you off air, feeling feeling tired. I feel like I'd come back, hit the ground running. Um, it's good back to be with the family, back at work, into all those kind of routines and stuff like that. But yeah, still, like the disappointment from the result hasn't uh, gone away. Still kind of stewing on it a bit, which isn't a bad thing. I think you can be disappointed for, for a while. Um, and still trying to figure out exactly why I felt so bad. hoping you boys can tell me um, some stuff when we talk about it, I guess a bit tonight and and your thoughts on you know you, I value both your opinions and stuff. so yeah, can we talk obviously about it now then? we Finally. can we can. you would you guys would have heard me unpack it all on road to Valencia last week, but um pretty much beautiful day. conditions were perfect, course was amazing. Um, pack, kind of had a nice pack probably for about the first 14k and then I got a bit stranded solo through to about 25k and then went through halfway in 68.08 I think it was, saw the clock and thought beautiful this is the day I run 216 because I felt like I was jogging up until that stage which you probably should in the first half of a marathon. Then around 28k it just got harder and harder to lift my legs like both the quads were just um just super heavy and it felt like super fatigued and then I was like oh this isn't good at you know 28 29k for this to be happening but I kind of kept things at at, at that stage to be honest I just thought okay instead of run two I'll run 217 like I've got a minute up my sleeve here I'll be fine and then um like 34 35k both my hammies like started grabbing and just um yeah just just cramping and then Tried to like change my gait so I had like the super low arms instead of like getting the pop out of the legs, and it was really just about like survival from there through to the finish line, um, not stopping. I think if it was probably Melbourne Marathon and somewhere locally, if I wasn't on the other side of the world, I probably would have stepped off. Um, just just couldn't run. Like it was just um, terrible, and that's where you know the the negative thoughts and stuff start coming in. Like why is this not going right again? Soldier on, got to the finish line. I think if you look at my K splits on my um on my Strava from about 37, 30 K 38K onwards I was just splitting my watch every K, just trying to make it from 37 to 38, and then 38 to 39, like yeah, it was a real um a real mental battle, physical battle to get to the finish line. And then got there and was yeah, it was really disappointed. Like it was um <laughs> One of those ones where I ended up in the medical tent for about 20 minutes afterwards, um, just dizzy, fatigued, just wanted to lay down and sleep. Um, just absolutely cooked, I suppose. So not a pleasant way to finish a race, mm. not a pleasant experience. It It was, yeah, probably, I think I said to Croaks, it was like the hardest thing I think I've ever experienced in a race before. And um, yeah, not, I guess, I, I think it's just black and white that, I didn't prepare my body good enough because it just it just crumbled just it just broke in the last 10 12k um and when that happens it's a very miserable last 35 40 minutes um to get to the finish line proud that of the preparation like like committing to the amount of k's i did and and putting in the work i did and proud that i got to the finish line because as i said it was difficult but yeah extremely disappointed that that time and effort I put in only represented a, a 2.20.25. I bet you learn stuff from it as well. Like I think I learned that my legs just aren't, aren't strong enough to handle the, the pounding of the marathon, and I need to do things to address that because I've got it wrong a lot more times than I've got it right over that, um, over that distance and still think I haven't got close to my ceiling what I should be doing in that race.
0: Personally, Brady, I think you did prepare well. Yeah, well, it's all um, that, and
1: I was I, doing 200k weeks croaks that midweek along yeah. I got out, but my, my legs just felt like shit from like 28, 29k onwards.
0: But I I think that's because of how you ran it, personally. Like, I, I, think, I think you were in good shape, and I think you could have run maybe 2, as I said before, like 2.16, mid to 2.17, mid, um, if you had run it differently, um, like like to not I want to be like I want to be honest with you but I also don't want you to come you know come away from this feeling like completely deflated but I listened to the the episode that, the last episode that you were on when Sinead was on um hmm. and I remember I asked I yeah, yeah. what's your A, B and C goal and you came out at the end and you said my goal is 2.18.0 yeah I know
1: yeah
0: um all which of I should your have tra- stuck to all of your training has been around that two sort of oh sorry 3.15 kilometer pace um you also said I don't want to go across the other side of of the world, leave my, my wife yeah, and kids yeah. at home and roll the dice and blow to pieces. I want to respect <laughs> the marathon and I want to roll home over the last 10K like Moose does. Yeah. Um, so I've got a few stats here. So, Julian, when he ran 216.39 and when I ran 217.28, Julian went through 10K in 32.43 and I went through 10K in 33.09. You went through in Valencia at 32.11. So, like, 30 seconds faster than Julian, about a minute faster than what I did when I ran 2.17.30. Half marathon, you went 68.06. Julian was 69.02 when he ran 2.16.39. I was 69.32 when I ran 2.17.30. And even... Like when you ran your PB of 2.19.53, you went through 10K in 33 minutes and halfway in 69.25. And look, I think you were in better marathon shape this time around than when you ran that. But I, I think that if you'd run 69 flat through half, you wouldn't have had that heavy those heavy quads and you would have actually felt like strong in that second half and potentially rolled home well. Um also, like you gotta remember, like you're a guy that's traditionally struggled in the second half of the marathon. So why, ro- like, why roll the dice? Why not, you know, make sure that, like, I know you said you're comfortable through 68, but like based on all of the stats that I've just read out, you know, like you can still run 2:16 by going through 69 flat, and you've got so much more. Like you've got such good speed that you can roll home real quick if you're feeling like you've got got it in the legs. So. That's that, That's where I think it went wrong, personally.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we will never know, will we? Like, there's that flip side of it where I'm like, well, if I went say sixty nine zero zero, would have that just come on at thirty two instead of like twenty eight? Like, is the pounding thing still an issue?
2: Um, no, I don't I don't think it works like that
1: though. Yeah, I, I don't know to be honest. Like, yeah, that's what the one thing I was thinking. Like, it's it might have just come on a bit later. Um, and the, the other thing I must admit, like, I actually didn't know I was on for. 6808 or whatever it was until I actually got to halfway like I didn't intentionally go out and try to run 6808 um I had a look at the I was kind of working on 315s and obviously it were 313s I think through 10k and then I was just kind of rolling um but mate yeah you're right I should have backed in hindsight like it's a perfect thing I would have if I could go back and do it again I would have sat in that pack of the lead well the second group of females, they were meant to run 6915 and I think they went a bit quicker. I think they were like 68 or something like that, which would have been perfect. And to be honest, I think I got a bit caught up in the the hype of everyone mm. telling me I was in 216 shape and 216 place and everyone's messaging me saying this is the day for the breakthrough <laughs> and
3: yeah. I and
1: I changed I literally like two weeks ago I said, well, I'm not going to run 218 anymore. this is the day I run 216 217. And that's where I come up with that 3.15 pace, which was, you know, 2.17.30 pace. Um, And I probably bought into the whole hype of this weather's amazing, this course is amazing, there's going to be packs everywhere, you don't sit on a plane for 20 hours to run 2.18. Um, And, yeah, like, of course, high touch amazing. Did you
0: read through all the people's predictions on our Instagram page? No, I didn't
1: even look at that. I I saw it it pop up and I think – because Jess is like an Instagram influencer, like hers was like pegged to the top and I saw like 215 or something from her. And then I like, don't even look at these comments here. I didn't want to know, but, um, yeah, that's, but it wasn't so much the the people writing in like that. It was probably more the, the people in my closer circles. Mm -hmm. Um, like, yeah, probably needed someone to say, Hey, remember when you were talking about 218.00 five weeks ago, like let's, let's cover that base first and feel good with 5k to go. Um, because even, like, I, I was solo from that 12 to 25K or whatever because I felt like the guys I was, were running with, wow. they started running 318s, three nineties, and I'm like, okay, that feels too slow, I'm going to go ahead solo, which was just dumb that early in the race.
2: What did, what did those two finish at, do you know? Nah, both blew to pieces, like, yeah, I think 225. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but, mate, you should see it over there. Like, there's, you look at the results and go, oh, this is an amazing race, amazing day, but what you don't see is the blow-ups and the carnage like the amount of kenyans and um i'm not sure if they were kenyans but the super elite guys who were just walking from like 30k onwards trying to find a, a ride back to the finish line like they had 150 sub 220 men in the field and i ran 220 and come 74th so you're like where's where is every where's the other 60 70 guys um so yeah carnage everywhere but yeah, got it wrong.
2: And just addressing that 315 pace hmm. that you were working at, a lot of the time we work off ideal race plans being that pace, hmm. and ideal races, uh, how rare they are, like that's a great day if you can average that for the entire marathon but that's not like if you see 1 or 2 seconds a bit quick early that's okay cuz it's roundabouts it's like no this is the this is the best day that I'm going to have this mm. is the pace um and and that's like just think you're at you're st- you're hitting threshold at 312 or very close to but at 315 you you're not you're back you're you're, you're churning lactate like you're actually um, clearing it well, like you're you controlled. Yeah. So on you, you say seven k down the track, you might blow up, but I don't think so. I think there's a lot more at play, um, and there's like there are big differences there because there's also the like, you know how much we talk of running negative splits and how good that is mentally, and you've done it in workouts where you know you're feeling good at the end, and how good it feels to progress the pace at, at later on. And that I feel like you're one of those races away from, from understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what you need. And I listened to the um, episode just before I got a, a fair way through it. And Sinead, that was her 14th marathon. Yeah. She's run 2.21 in her 14th. That's how long it's taken her to get it right.
1: We were talking about this off air last week because I was planning to like, retire after getting the marathon right and thought that would have been it at Valencia. And I'm like, you know what? The Bats have won a premiership. I'm happy with all my other PBs. Just give me a decent marathon time and I'll, um, you know, put the put the feet up. And then Sinead told me it took her 14 to get right. So I've still got like six more chances until I get to 14. I think I'm at eight. so. Yeah, but and you're right. And you messaged me afterwards talking about Brett as well. Like you were just like, "Hey, look, he's had some shockers in there as well." And then he's got it right. Like he just broke the Australian record. And I'm just like, "Yeah, I guess, I guess with family and my age and stuff like that, I was just like, that was an opportunity that I that I missed because um, it'll well,
2: come again. I know it'll come again. Up. I'm
1: thirty. I'm thirty-five. Thirty-five 30, in December. 30, 30, yeah, a couple of weeks. Put in your diary. Wish me I, happy I birthday.
0: Had, I had run one marathon at your age.
1: Yeah, yeah. The worst thing is though, I get compared to you two pricks too often. Like I should have picked two different guys to be on a
2: podcast with. but You're much faster than us. You should. <laughs> I, know, I know. that's the worst I, that's thing. But that was my point before. I feel like was, I'm the is, like, of Australia. You
0: know, like if anybody can afford to go a bit slower in the first half, backing their speed, it's you, Brady. Yeah, yeah. And
1: know, this is the problem was I got too caught up on how good I've been running this year, and I thought I was a new runner. And I got too caught up on what other people were telling me, and I should have said, hey, you're still the guy that's had trouble in the second half of marathons. Yeah. So let's put those those glasses yeah. on and look at it that way. So exactly. And it's, yeah. not
0: like, it's, not like un, it's not like you were running poorly when you ran 2.19.50 either. You know, like you'd had pretty, you had some pretty good like preps and, and decent races in the lead up to that as well. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd just love to see in the same shape, hit 69 through half and then roll a sub 68 second half.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll do that next time. eh?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. i tell you what I did just
1: opened in Valencia. We'll go again. <laughs> I,
2: what I loved from that episode was um, uh, stay a little longer, Daddy. Oh, it's <laughs> good. it.
1: I had that plan uh, in my head. Yeah, you like that? saying?
2: That's amazing. Like I heard you say that. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. That is brilliant. Like yeah. that is that is uh, that is probably the best thing that I've ever heard uh, you say about, like, the marathon. But then,
0: but, then you, but then you risk, like, trying to run while you've got tears rolling down your uh, cheeks and you've still got 14K to go. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it was a long way.
1: It was a long way to pull it out. I was thinking it was going to be like 39K. I was going to use that, not 29K. <laughs> tears are
2: like a Morton gel nah. at that point.
1: And you're different, you know, with kids, like... And that was the thing that hurt the most. Like, I was fucking walking back to my Airbnb, um, just like tears in my eyes, walking past these random Spanish people, just because I was thinking about Carly and the kids and like how many like hours you spend away from them doing the training. And then you're like, that's what I got in return. Like, that's what I could get on that. But then Carly's like, hey, you could have run 240, 250, 210. And I'm going to, she's going to think about me the same way, which was really good. Like, they're the things you just think of straight away, but you feel like you let them down and you, you disappointed your family and stuff like that, but you know you have yeah. it deep down.
0: And the day that you nail it, the fact that you felt so shit like this time around, like that will make, make the good day feel even better.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that day, Croaks. No. But so I don't
0: want
2: to like, talk Brett about Robinson.
1: which ones. Oh, yeah.
2: Brett Robinson at Fukuoka three years ago, was it? Where he yeah, had he beaten up, quads, 30K. Yeah, inter- I did the course. interview
0: with him before. and That's why he was heading over there. And, like, there was st- talk of him trying to break the Aussie record even then, I think, on, like, on debut. It was, yep, yeah. The exact same yeah.
2: issue as, as Brady. The, the yep. beaten quads, the, oh, shit, I've gone. Like, it's got real difficult. And he, he stepped off and look what he did. Um, it's, there's just so many examples that, out there of people coming back strong.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I still think it's, I've got to address that, like, flat running and just, like, weak muscles i think i need to get in the gym or get to hills more often as well
2: hills are important mm. i i do think downhill running especially downhills yeah yeah that strengthens the quads a lot and it do it early in the block so i like to do a lot of hilly long stuff uh, from 10 to 20 weeks out uh and and then you you'll pull up quite sore after the first couple and it's almost like it conditions yeah. after that, and then you're okay, and you don't feel it again. But you know it's good for you at the time.
1: It was that, yeah, that feeling, you know, when you've been in the gym for the first time in three years and then you can't get off the toilet the next morning? Like, it's it's that. I need that in training. And I, like, yeah, what I felt at 30, 32 was I didn't feel that the whole build-up, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't getting to that level of fatigue and, and getting close to that fire at all. But anyway, you leave, you learn. Um, that was my week, boys. I did 3K with Olivia in the pram on Friday. So I flew home Monday morning. Spent, went to uh, I missed the beers afterwards in Valencia. Uh, missed all the Norwegians. Missed Toby. Toby was back on the beers. He was tested um, negative at that stage. So he got to the beer drinking session with Sinead and all those people. So, um, yeah, flew home from Madrid Monday morning. Arrived in Melbourne Tuesday night prick of a fight and it was a smooth fight but just so long you're just looking at that tv screen being like how is it still like 11 and a half hours felt like it was that last time i looked at it um and then yeah wednesday i went back to work thursday i was at home with the kids friday i was home with the kids and put olivia in the pram and did 15 minutes um everything hurt which was probably to be expected and then saturday sunday i had off so a week of 3k and i'll take a month's pretty low um, just to, I think I had 18 races this year, so um, it's a good idea just to give the body a big rest and then rebuild again in the new year.
2: That's a lot of races, isn't it?
1: Mm, well, 10 cross-country ones, and then chuck in Valencia, um, Gold Coast Half, Launceston, 10... I did a local. I did two local, like the sweatburst Steam Wine, and like this the Chuka Triathlon Run League. Any
2: track track races?
1: Yeah, I did two races at Vic Country. I did the five k and the fifteen hundred at the start of the year, and I did stall. So what's that? I think that's eighteen? Maybe that was it. Um, but yeah, a lot of races over the years, over the year.
2: Yeah,
1: one that's of us has one of us has to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't how many help
2: you, when these um, crooks done. Did you uh, race at all this year, Cox?
0: Yeah, did Sydney Ten. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. he did. Does cert- Gold, count. Gold,
2: does
1: Gold
2: Coast count? Gold Coast Not counts.
1: <laughs> you got an asterisk next to that one, but Gold Coast
2: counts. Uh, oh yeah, Gold Coast is good. Yeah, and
1: that's probably about it. that. <laughs> How
0: many
2: hmm. are you don't oh, I did a few in the at the start of the year. And you would have done I a did, few on the cross country season. I did a few cross races. I did a, uh, I did a fun run in March. I reckon I i don't know whether i did track races there wasn't that many there wasn't that many but i did get a few cross races in maybe five or six
0: yeah
1: that adds to the total yeah.
0: hey um speaking of moose's uh, races brady did you get excited when you heard his weekly recap last week oh. about his plans for next
1: year mate both of you guys i can't get over the growth that you guys have both had in the last 10 weeks since i've been away you're the hand handling of the show croaks and your organization behind the scenes and then I'm on the plane listening to it on the way home last week and Moose is telling me how he's doing the Oslo Marathon, he's doing some Japanese marathon. You know he's going to be out there for the cats. They're kind of rebuilding after a disappointing 2022. So I can't get over how much his uh, racing plans have changed.
2: Yeah, well, I reckon I've just laid a base, laid the foundations and now it's time to um, step to the next, the next stage of training, which, is, uh, which involves racing and that's so a soccer marathon that's the one I'm gonna do it's late Feb uh, in Osaka obviously um, I'm going over as a guest of Mizuno they've got a they're opening and like an innovation center there and it's um, timed with the marathon so yeah I've, I haven't really looked at the course or anything
1: haven't you... You've done a Japanese marathon that wasn't Lake Biwa
2: before. Was this that yeah, one? Yeah, it's called... That was Senshu International, and that was in Osaka okay. as well. Yeah, okay. But, but that ran in the suburb areas, like in the prefectures outside of Osaka. I think this is in the city. So it's it's going to be... It's a flat city. I don't think there's going to be hills or anything. And I'm not too concerned about the course, to be honest. It's just... Uh, it's going to be a fun time. used to be a display
1: photo on Strava, I reckon.
2: Oh, yeah. When yeah,
1: was, with,
0: his arms, with yeah. his arms up. How did so I a yeah. high-five
2: Azumi. Azumi is like this sheep, cartoon sheep thing that there's like the um, icon of the city and a mascot for the city. <laughs> and they take it really seriously. It's quite odd, actually. Uh, it's, they celebrate this weird sheep, and he's giving me a high-five.
1: Hey, what will it be won in? Like, is it a what, Lake Biwa, Fukuoka type Japanese no, marathon, so. or like, you might win it in 222?
2: i'm gonna to have to look look at that i haven't looked at it yet i'm
1: surprised you haven't actually in it in what yeah i don't know what are you gonna run
2: no I, I put them they asked the time i said 2 so 30. so that's Good run... time to aim for
1: you run quicker than 2:30 with the uh mizuno trip do you have to wear mizuno
2: shoes yeah but i would pick that shoe oh, anyway wait, I tell you what, that's my moment. biggest regret at
1: valencia not wearing that shoe
2: yeah i would have been fine yeah.
1: through 6806 or whatever <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah who's talked you out of that that was poor yeah, by them christian and toby those two
1: boys anyway
0: you're always easier in hindsight though <laughs> everything is croaks. <correct, laughs> tell you what
1: uh so tell us about your running week then moose because you're doing some stringing some good stuff together i assume you're going to race that 10k down in geelong in oh a yeah of so weeks
2: this, the geelong 10ks is, is actually entries are, are filling up it's so it's like uh rat, what do they call it you know the one that wasn't for Mona, ratified. It, um, ratified, yeah.
1: Uh, I think but, they. Um, I think that was certified, but the issue was that the track wasn't eight lanes. They have like uh, different criteria. Like I think the race did everything they could do, but I think yeah. Then when you go to get a world record approved, they say tickle these boxes, and one of it is is it an eight lap tr- eight lane track and that's columns rel- over six. That's a- but that's irrelevant when it's a distance race, yeah. Just stuff we've been seeing on Facebook forums and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, right. yeah that <laughs> was one of their criteria,
2: yeah. Yeah, anyway, we'll,
1: we'll mean, ask him when it comes, he's coming yeah. on in 32 yeah, minutes, so we'll yeah. ask him,
2: yeah. But yeah, that 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 race is looking really good, it's going to fill the gap for someone who needs a, a fast five or 10k in January. So if you're looking for kind of qualifiers for. A, Track classics, that kind of thing. Or you know how hard it is to find a good 10K race. These are going to be graded, graded events. Hopefully we get two or three races out there in the 10K. And it looks like the ladies 5K will be strongest um, for the ladies and maybe the men's 10K. That's out shaping up at the moment.
1: Any names you can throw out there?
2: Uh, We've got Ali Pashley and the women's five. So Olympian, world champs, 10K rep heading to the track. Again. I think um, Rachel McGuinness has entered the ten, but she she should be persuaded to do the five and race alley, I think, if that's gonna be um, if that's gonna be the stronger of the two events. Uh, in the men's ten you've got the Toby Mende, mm-hmm. bad boy of Ballarat, apparently. That's his <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> that's his name now. I've heard that a fair bit. Uh, no, I haven't looked at the entries to be honest. Um, they're just it's going to be around that, I reckon, a lot of blokes around that 30 to 31 minutes. So that second um, second level down from Zatapak and then a few races below that too.
1: Will you pace it to try and get the Zatapak time, the 29.45, for the boys that have missed that? Because, as you said, the limited opportunity is to run a track 10K. Um, yeah,
2: I think that will depend on who actually shows up. Yeah, okay. So I reckon we'll know one to two weeks out and then, then we can decide those things. Yeah. But will, yeah, will you if do it, Crokes? Big... Will you go down?
0: Uh, negative. Okay. Have you seen, I, haven't run, I haven't run for about a month.
1: I've been staying on <laughs> Strava, mate, since my race. I'm just, I don't care about running much anymore, but anyway.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, that'll be good. So Monday, by now, I, oh, I actually found out about this on the Monday. So I ran that afternoon with a little bit more pep on the step, knowing that I had a marathon coming up. So ran nearly an hour. And then join the group, so Surf Coast Track Club, big show out on Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. we start a warm up at Deakin University. We had about 10 of us there for this workout. Um, the workout was five by 12 hundreds with 90 seconds rest. And so the, everyone's really flexible about changing their workouts for this group session because it's sort of like late notice a lot of guys within this group have different coaches so it's it is if you're really rigid with your your training um, you won't get the benefit of having the group the group session so everyone's really good about changing their workout to, to join in and some of the faster guys like Matt Gunther he started his 1200s a bit behind us so that he could catch us and finish at the same time and Um, there were some guys that were doing another workout that jumped in and did shorter reps that that probably couldn't do the whole workout. I think that's great for group training, great for building morale and just the, just the atmosphere and the vibe at this session really got me excited for, for how good this group can be and how much it can help my running personally, having these, um, having these guys around to, to motivate me and, um. Encouraged me to, to, to train a bit harder because there was no way I was doing a workout of this difficulty by myself That that's for sure. I mean, I'm not going to the track by myself full-stop, but I'm not doing this in C, That's for sure
1: 6 a.m. Start what time are you in the car to get to Uh,
2: 525 Yeah,
1: that's dedication So yeah, I just up at 430?
2: I shower in the, yeah, pretty, I'm up pretty early. I shower in the disabled toilet there. Oh, then you uh, stay there for work. And then I go to work real early and um, and just fart around.
1: What, you clock off at 11.30 a.m. or something when yeah. you
2: go home? <laughs> I get real, I hit a massive wall at 1 p.m. And then I go to sleep in the office out the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm enjoying this. So this was a good workout. So the, the goal was um, to hit. Around seventy-sixes for the eight hundreds and then kick down the four hundred remaining the remaining four hundred to about thirty-sixes. Uh the group's pretty competitive, I like it. So we go through the first I had track mode on Coros for the very first time, and I didn't realize that it had set the K rep to uh to auto lap. Um, so I was going through the K and it was spot on because it was on track mode. It worked out like inside lane and it was hitting me at the exact same spot every time it was. It's quite, it's really good. I, I like it. Um, so I was running. Um, so we went through the first K in 312, then kicked down 36. Then the next one, we're having 90 seconds standing rest between. Uh, the next one, 311 down to 37. The next one, 38. Down to 33, the next one 37 down to 32, and the next one 36 down to 32. So the the workout progressed, and I was really surprised that I could move my legs like this, running 32 second 200s off the back of those K reps. It, it sort of it shows up that the training locations that I'm at in Anglesey are quite slow, and they're not reflective of like the true fitness that I have, because I thought this session was was pretty solid. And, yeah, I'll be back there tomorrow. We're going to do a, a – this This track has a loop around it, a, a hilly road loop that we're going to do a tempo and then into some repeats and then a tempo at the end. So you can get a lot of different sessions out at the same place pretty conveniently. It'll be – it'll hold strong. These are all Geelong cross-country runners. So it's we're looking good here. This is where the – um this is going to be the breeding ground for – for the championship 2023.
1: Oh, really? You're going to have a tilt at it?
2: I reckon we will. I mean, I'm seeing, what I'm seeing in this group is some, some top-end Div 2 runners that will start pressing for, for the, the bottom end of the Div 1 team. And that's where you, that's, that's where you win championships. You fill in number, number 4, 5, and 6 of the team, getting them in the top 30, top 25 not being 60th and 50th and stuff uh that because we, we've got our good runners that's okay We're like we've got our guys that will finish top 10 toby's matt's uh whiteman's it's it's the next three that that we really want to bring up and i see it they're the ones that are um, being developed in this group
1: croaks will love this chat Bruce. but you're right <laughs> you need that you need six to ten being strong because they yep. go in and out as well like someone's away and then you need a an even replacement
2: yeah, I'm trying to talk everyone out away from Gold Coast Marathon, yeah, because that that ruins the season too. Yeah, I'm
1: so to yeah. talk Andy Buchanan out of World Champs as well. That's what I'm trying.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was good. Then I was pretty sore actually. That really, oh boy, that 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 beat me up a bit. What shoes um, were
1: you rolling? Running thirty twos at the end.
2: no Rebellions. Oh, oh, on the, the track. On the track, sticky. That rubber is. Yeah. It's one of the best outersoles I've ever worn, and it—I was turning court. Yeah, there's a little bit of instability because of the stack height, but the grip—the grip is right there, like it's just tacky as. Jeez,
1: imagine if they changed those shoe rules to allow super shoes on the track.
2: It yeah, would be well, so much yeah. fun
1: and save old boats like me and you.
2: It's, yeah, uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm not in any races where it matters, so I don't. I'm not too concerned about it. What are you gonna do for the Geelong ten k? I'll wear the the super shoe. I don't care. Like no, you got to. Put I'm a not qualifying. No, I don't.
1: But you're still in the A race, aren't you?
2: This isn't a championship. Mm, what do you this think about a, that, Croaks? This is an exhibition match. Hope the, uh, <laughs> I hope the time
0: doesn't go on your World Athletics uh, profile. Me too. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> comes out and runs twenty nine thirty. Yeah. No, then, it, nothing, in World Athletics, there's no asterisks. Nothing
1: wrong with doing that in super shoes croaks.
2: <laughs> didn't you see the study that showed that the super shoe and the spike were essentially no difference um, over a three, a 10-minute rep and then a three-minute rep? Mm. Maybe over 30 minutes, sure.
1: I heard that yeah, in shoe I, geeks.
2: Yeah. Uh, next day, I was still sore. My hammies, my glutes, were locked, my lower back, they were all feeling really sore after the track. Uh, I just just my my running gait hasn't been in that level of like range for a long time so i was using muscles that had lain dormant for probably two years so we did some i ran with ali down in aries we did some surges at the end they felt horrible Uh, next day i did a workout again it's handy for me because i'll do a hard I'll do a hard session on Tuesday and then I'm going to train with Ali on Friday for her threshold tempo stuff. So we did a 40 minute undulating tempo out the back of Aries Inlet um, and it's on a dirt road. It was, yeah, it's all dirt. It's pretty hilly. So it was 40 minutes. We averaged 337 per K, 132 meters over that 11K. We were going off Ally's heart rate, so I was just um, sticking with her. I was I averaged 159 beats. I felt really comfortable pretty much the whole way, because I was just that little bit uh, fitter than Ally right now. So it's it's always nicer to to be the fittest one of the duo. <laughs> uh, you, you, you sort of sit next to them, and everything feels a lot comfier when you can see them hurting a bit more. Uh, but, yeah, that was good, so it's good to see her journey back she 's getting fitter each week um, i th- I think she 's going to have a good race at world cross trials, and that's there's going to be some good training for that coming up. Uh, Fridays will stay pretty similar. It allows me to come back and extend my long run on Sunday. So Saturday, I always have a pretty gentle run. Um, I just did ten k uh bree had had Pierre on the on the bike. And so they they came with me but we all got the flu so p has been sick and, and i got sick you can, might be able to hear it a bit still uh just headaches kind of clogged up sore throat non-covid stuff but just the old school kind of man flu but there yeah, we got out long, long long run on sunday so i did 26k the, the group kind of I was the first one to stop actually so the others went 28 and 32 the this was a funny little run because it, um, it was it was it was to like it's it was like a bit of a campaign photo shoot thing for the new balance more version 4 new balance and the running companies so wanted to um, highlight like a, a training group. And take some pics of them on their long run uh, wearing the shoe and and just to sort of show a traditional running group doing a a traditional Sunday long run Uh, rather than using like models that have no idea about running and taking their photo while they're stretching on staircases in the middle of the city or whatever this is actual genuine sort of content and I'm all for it I thought it was good so Riley Wolf, the Wolverine, came down and took some pictures on our. Long- we didn't change our long run at all. He kind of just has like a four-wheel drive that um, someone was driving, and he he's in the back of it. And we we just went on our normal or one, one of our routes, and he took pics the whole way. I, um, I I didn't even do my hair in the morning, just like a normal Sunday. But that was my 97.5 k. Good week, pretty pretty. Pretty onto to running again. Like, I'm, I'm motivated.
1: Mm, you see, I'm motivated. Mm. Getting fit. Blue bars looking good here on Strava.
2: Oh, let me look at that. That'll you get know, me up, from too. Di-
1: from the tan relays, and you are pretty kind of fit around then. You didn't have a bad run that day. I, reckon, I got June, sick after that. Yeah, yeah, June, July, though. It's not, but they're not huge, but it's kind of consistent, probably 80, 90K average.
2: It's, it's not a lot of months. running. Yeah. But it, it's rounded me like it's it's got a good grounding where I can start to to launch off and it, it it sounds ridiculous, but i'm I can't think of myself as what I used to do and and now there's been a long enough period between March when I had the bone stress stuff, and now i've I've almost forgotten what it's like to run at a high level, and it's been good for me because now i've I'm living in in the current Julian fitness. Situation, and and, and it, that is actually beneficial for me, because emotionally I can deal with it, um, and I can get excited about little fitness gains that would have been depressing a year ago.
1: Yeah, that's good. You sound positive too. Sounds happy. Everything's going well. Free what? trip to uh, free trip to Japan will do that for you.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <gasps>
1: It's, it sounds better than it is, this, like, travelling for international races.
2: Yeah. Bit of a work trip, Croaks. It's kind of work,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's easier to stay at home, Crocs. I don't mind your yeah. idea of not doing too many races. That was
0: the one down, so like, yeah, hearing how terrible the travel over there and back was, it's like, oh, yeah, I, like, so I know what it's like. And I'm like, yeah, is it actually worth <laughs> going over there to run, like, slower than I have you know, in the past. It's not that appealing. Well Toby but,
1: went and then he didn't even get to race. Feel for him. Yeah. Um Yeah,
2: he got stitched up real good. Yeah. Spent all the money. Didn't didn't um <laughs> I met with him yesterday actually and we sort of planned out his year and uh oh yeah. I felt <laughs> felt bad he's gone to Valencia and came back with two little tattoos and that's all.
1: Oh did he? What did he get?
2: Uh he didn't show me actually.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's just, I, I think I messaged you guys when I was at the airport on the way over saying like how good it is to travel with our kids, like how much easier it is, but it's still bloody hard. It still takes so long. And you just, those seats, like I'm only little and I still felt like I had no space. Imagine being six foot trying to sit in economy. We need yeah. Ash Watson to fill us in on how he does that like um, business class, credit card, oh. point scoring thing. <laughs> there should be some yeah. kind of hack around that.
2: <laughs> there is, you've just got to spend about... Six hours a day filling out application
1: forms. <laughs> All right. We'll get him to do that for us next time and throw him 100 bucks. <laughs> anyway, croaks, we've got Mona coming in in about 15 minutes. I don't think you're going to take that long to go through your week, but uh, take us through what's been happening.
0: Uh, yeah, so Monday I got out for 10.5K at 4.33. My shin was feeling good, uh, no pain, um, pretty good afterwards as well. So then Tuesday afternoon, went out to jo- join the group out at the um, the horse track and I wasn't sure whether I was going to do a session or not. I was going to do the warm up and then see how things felt. So I uh, did a warm up with the guys the 20 minutes at 450s and then their session was 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 off a 75 second jog and um, if the quickest guy there, you know, is like, uh, like currently sort of 10, 10 minute 3K runner. So I thought, oh, and like, you know, strides felt fine. So decided to jump in with him. Um, session felt like my heart rate was through the roof. Like I, it's, it's, I just don't, physiologically, I just don't understand how it works in that my heart rate almost hit 180. Like I can't, I can't hit 180 when I'm fit, but I could have spoken this whole session. Um, it was, you know, relatively warm, um, but in terms of the session, I ran like five minutes at, uh, what was it, five minutes at 340s, four minutes at 336s, three minutes at 332s, two minutes at 320s, and one minute at 305. So from a pace point of view, it was super comfortable, um, didn't have any pain in my shin. Uh, so then just did a 10-minute a cool down, uh, but then got home, got out of the car, and once it had cooled down, it was a bit tender. So I knew that I'd over overdone it. And um, yeah, I guess it's just one of those injuries where like I probably could have just kept jogging for like, you know, another week, maybe slowly introduce some sessions, but obviously just came back too quick. Uh, so I just decided that I wasn't going to go through this uh, constant cycle of, you know, week on, a week of jogging. Overdo it and then um, need to take some time off So I just took the rest of the week off uh, just to try and get on top of it and uh, it's feeling pretty good now Uh, I could pretty much hop. So I was told once you can hop for 30 Seconds like and it doesn't hurt at all you can start jogging But I probably just need to jog a little bit longer before I get back into sessions. So my goal is to start jogging again this week um, and pretty much just jog for the rest of December, and hope that by the time I get to the first of January, I'm uh, I'm good to go in terms of a bit more structure.
1: That's good. Yeah, in the right direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm not too fast. Like I've had, you know, I've missed a good what month month of training now. So it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I reckon once you once you get unfit, it doesn't matter if you take another three weeks off. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's sort of it's going to feel the same coming back. Yeah,
1: it's not about feeling s- when
0: you come back too
1: like you just oh, get to no. you'll do that same session in three weeks and be completely different yeah and look I
0: like I, I injured my calf exactly this time last year and I basically didn't run until the end of January because the calf then turned into COVID so if I'm jogging like this week and I just jog until the start of January like I'm I'm way ahead of where I was at the start of this year and you know the first half of this year ended up being pretty good so yeah hey um
2: Krugs, you yeah. you mentioned last week that you chatted to Ben Liddy, and he said that he never heard of the diagnosis that you've um, were given by the original physio. Yeah, what are your thoughts on on that? Like, do you reckon you got maybe stitched up a bit with with the wrong call?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe. Like, it. it when i think about all the symptoms and everything like it does make more sense that it's you know that medial tibial stress syndrome um and that uh it probably scared me a little bit more knowing that you know if i didn't respect it it could potentially turn into a stress reaction um the you know at the end of the day i think the the recovery for it is exactly the same whether it was uh, and because my physio was actually uh tech uh, sending me emails just checking up on how it was and i was giving him feedback and actually before so just after I did the session on Tuesday, I sort of said to him, look, I don't know whether it's worth continuing to just jog, you know, um, or do I just take more time off just to, to try and get it 100%. And so his advice was to just, you know, take more time, especially when there's nothing, you know, nothing that you're training for in the short term. You're better off just giving it the time that it needs. Yep. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but I also, also, um like I, if, the, th- the thing i like about having a break is like mentally and physically i'm starting like i just feel really fresh like i'm feeling motivated to get out and train and i do like that uh progress so when i started back last at the start of this year like i was the most unfit i've been for like 15 years i reckon but then just seeing that gradual improvement like week on week like it only took me probably six weeks of you know decent training to get in in good shape again so
1: yeah so anyway that's where i'm at that's rewarding when you see it like that mm. let's uh thank some patreon supporters hey Do you want to kick things off crocs steve uh
0: yep so i've got stephen garland uh stephen lives in dis in uh england he's got pbs of 17.56 for 5k 37.25 for 10 80.19 for the half marathon and he ran 257 at this year's london marathon He um, he started running in 2015 after his mother passed away from cancer and after building up his fitness over a couple of years, he then started running events to raise money for charity. Um, He's a foreman mechanic, I believe, and has a couple of kids. So thanks for your support, Stephen.
1: Love that. Thank you, Steve. Pretty special Mm. connection, does not he, with the sport? Yeah. Who's who you got?
2: I've got a Melbourne Uni Athletic Club member. So... One of um, Zach's teammates, Daniel Brundell, sub three-hour marathoner. So 2:53 at 2009 Melbourne Marathon. He's a strategy consultant, economic insights at Accenture. What's Accenture?
1: No idea. I'd say some kind of business. Yeah.
2: Some oh a company. Oh yeah, good. (laughs) (laughs) Insightful (laughs) croaks. economic insights from (laughs) croaks um he has a phd in philosophy from monash uni originally from the netherlands Mm. and you've got a a couple of other facts on him do you croaks well just the
0: one that zaka sent through that supposedly he brought the term big boy to uh melbourne university athletics club and that then progressed into people rating how much of a big boy each person was so I asked Zachary oh. over the weekend how much of a big boy Zacha was and he said he was a small boy. So, anyway. That's I mean, the...
2: Wouldn't it be many <laughs> big boys in that class? Nah, that is a small boy small small boy area there. Maybe yeah. you think Hamish, he was a big boy, but I'm not sure. Hamish still kicks around. But though, is, is, you...
0: is, it, is it big boy in terms of like size, like physical
2: size or
1: like how good they are at running? Nah, they spelled it B-O-I. So, it's more your personality, I think, than your like um, complex Yeah, okay. Then you're what? Then, like, you build. Oh, then you're complex. Yeah, I've been working on my vocab since I've been away, Moose. (laughs) I'm going to thank Christian Bergeen from, uh, I think he is a Norwegian living in Stockholm. PB is a 23.43 for 5K, 10K, 49.06, where he ran that at the midnight track 10K in 2022. Half marathon, one hour fifty at the two thousand and eighteen Edinburgh half. Lots of skiing photos on his Strava. Think he may be a senior analyst at Entercard Group AB and has a master's degree in economics. Mm-hmm. She's a smart, smart patron supporters, aren't they? We said it before. I'll say it again. Um, some highly qualified people. A couple of, you know, economics professors there tonight as well. Did Just you, real
2: white collar, real white collar yeah, listeners, yep.
1: aren't they? Did I tell you I met the, all the, or uh, well, not all the Norwegian supporters, but a lot of the Norwegian Patreon supporters the day before Valencia? How
2: were they? Were oh, they funny?
1: No, legends, great jokes. Yeah, they all rocked up in their super shoes though. Oh, that please. shows how well they're going with the yeah. uh, economics. Like I was like, "Am I am I here the wrong day? Why is everyone wearing <laughs> their rain shoes?" um yeah they were just wearing them in before the race but a very friendly bunch of people over there the norwegians so it's great to meet a few of them in person
2: well we only know one really don't we which is christian he's still
1: the king of them all though yeah. they, all, they all surround him like he is the king
2: sometimes i wonder if they're all like don't have a sense of humor like him <laughs> if they're all a bit Boring and vanilla.
1: You know what Just... gets me when you're jogging along with them all and they start talking Norwegian to each other and you're like, Are you guys slagging me off and I've got no, no idea what happens?
2: Fucking rude that is, I reckon. You can't be talking your own language in front of other people.
1: There's a lot more Norwegians and Australians there, so you probably do that.
2: Well, maybe in Norway you can, but they're in Spain. They're running with people that don't know the language.
0: Start
1: talking Spanish, I reckon, if you're in that country.
0: You can race on the official World Championship course at World Cross Country Bathurst 23. There's three days of action packed mass races from February 17 to 19, 2023, at Mount Panorama. Race in the golden ticket events, run with your club as part of the club's challenge, or compete in the historic World Masters Athletics Championship races. Something for everyone. On sale now at worldathleticscrosscountry.com. Use the code InsideRunning10 before January 7 to get 10% off your entry fees.
1: Um. No. What do you reckon, Croaks? So we've got two and a half minutes until Steve is going to be joining us. Should we quickly go with European cross-country?
0: Yeah, or, or why don't, um, Moose, do those two ones down in blue because they're pretty quick quick pieces to All get right.
2: through. Yeah, so Drew, a bit old now, um, but Kipchoge, that's Aliad Kipchoge, is running the Boston Marathon, and that's in, what, April? Yep. Yeah, 17th. April, 17th of April, yep, 2023. Uh, so it's it's um, going to be the first hilly marathon, I reckon, that Kipchoge's ever run. Mm-hmm. So that will be fun to watch. And it's very much a raced marathon, kind of like a championship style normally.
1: Mm, uh, no paces.
2: Not paced and it's and no time trial style marathon. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see. I can't imagine he'll be a slouch on the hills.
0: No. <laughs> I reckon he runs a few in training.
2: Yeah, I reckon... <laughs> I reckon too, and he's he's got some cross country pedigree, doesn't he?
1: Mm. How does it pan out though without his boys pacing him? Does he chill and then make it hard from twenty five to forty
2: two? He's won the last two Olympics, yeah.
1: <laughs> in that kind of manner, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, he's done. It. I don't think he needs that. He, he he just he's metronomic. I mean, the one thing you could say is that race that london where he got towed up by all the, the guys surrounding him and and kind of flooded him mm. that's probably the only kind of question or, or it's the only flaw or chink in his resume at the moment
1: he doesn't want it too slow though does he like he doesn't want a last 5k kickdown. down I, think, I don't
2: think he'll let that yeah, I, don't think, I
1: think he needs to do damage and then be solo for the last four yeah. or five k and he'd
0: like to have the course record there i'm sure um, yeah, you yeah. need, what need Boston, good
1: weather though, don't you?
0: What Boston need to do is they need to get the guy who won uh, won Valencia to rock
1: up. That'll be oh, good. Mate, he was just doing a tempo too that day.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> well, they already
1: invite all the previous winners back. So they've got a pretty deep field there. But a lot, some of those guys are kind of like haven't done much for a few years. Like Deceaser, for example. Like he's on the start list as a previous winner. But he hasn't run well for a while.
2: Mm, nah, so well, no. <laughs> he hasn't run no, not for a long while. He was in um Doha. Doha, who, who yeah. won Doha. No, no, Valencia he was at was he at um he was at
1: a recent race. I saw that. A lot of DNFs the last couple of
2: years. Yeah. He was in a recent one though, and I remember thinking that's not a um that's not a really significant like name that will be winning anymore.
1: Yeah. He pulled out of a half in Valenti-
0: the
2: Valen Valencia half, wasn't it?
1: Didn't you do the Valencia half? Or was it... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I That's, don't know. That same guy that won Valencia marathon did the
2: Valencia half
1: in like... I think he ran like 63.
2: Yeah, nothing sussed there. <laughs> um, the other, we, the other we news... We could do that
1: and I'm getting mono-organised.
2: Yeah, the other news, we World Athletes of the Year. So track and field, I guess, the sport they're looking at here... Um, World champions and world record breakers Sydney mclaughlin lavrone She changed. She got married and, she added got married. and married. Yeah, okay. she did. Yep. Um, and Mondo Duplantis have been named World Athletes of the Year. Hard to He's that, doesn't he? Well, Sydney Mc... has.
0: Yeah, but this year, like Sydney McLaughlin's hard to
2: hard to uh, beat her year. Hmm. And that 400 runner, was that the year before? Car- Carsten Wormhole.
1: Warmhole? Oh, yeah, four yeah, hurdles. Yeah, that was, a year that was yeah. the Olympics, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, he did pretty good that year.
1: Kipcho should be expected, I know there's no money in it for him, but to win the world champs, because like, that's what all the track people have to do.
2: Oh, to win this award. So I know he's
1: broken the world record this year and won boss, uh, Berlin and Tokyo, but he didn't rock up to the world athletics
2: champs. Mm. Yeah, right. So I think that oh. would be
1: a strike against his name.
2: I don't really I don't really yeah, care. Yeah, about this it. is a nothing
1: award. It should just be distance <laughs> running. Anyway, boys, I'm gonna try to add in the great man Steve Montigetti. We've got some questions here we have to ask him, but I've got a couple of curly ones for him as well. You guys got a few?
2: I got I got a good one here. Yeah. You, got
1: a, you got a few <laughs> questions for him as well. Boys. Steve Monigetti, thank you for honor. giving up some time for the Inside Rain podcast. Welcome.
4: Thank you. Lovely to be along.
1: Team? Yeah, it's good to hear from you again. I was thinking before we started, we hear from you pretty often, but it's always in a different capacity. This time it's for the World Cross Country Champs. It's been Melbourne Marathon before. We've talked to you about Berlin and your, your London Marathons before and just a general interview. So it's good to hear your voice again
4: nice I love it when what am am I normally I'm the first choice on the guest programmer but I never am
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes certainly are in our books (laughs) hey Mona uh, a few quick questions before we get to the stuff that we need to talk to you about Super Sunday last weekend when the Australian records went down how'd you feel about it where where were you where were you getting the news from must have been
4: pretty exciting it was unbelievably exciting you know I think it sort of snuck up on me a little bit I've got to say I kind of was thinking you know year-end and I, I Obviously, I knew the the guys and girls were running, but I probably didn't expect they would run that fast. I always thought Valencia, probably after the half, would be a pretty quick marathon, but um, I probably didn't expect Robbo to run quite as well in Fukuoka. So that was a little bit of surprise. But, geez, I was just wrapped, really happy. And I know it pumps me down one on the men's list, obviously. <laughs> and, you know, some people could say, you know, Australian record all that sort of stuff, but I was just so delighted for Robo you know i 've known Robo for a long time and he's had his ups and downs and it was just I think it was just you know it was just a fitting for him to finally have a massive breakthrough he's sort of done it on the back of London as well i mean I, my my sort of qu- query was I could never back up you know a couple of months later and run um, run two and a half minute pb like he did in um, in Fukuoka. But I love the um, symmetry of Deke doing it there in 81 and, you know, 41 years later um, on the same day, I think, 41 years later, Robbo does it. And then obviously Sinead, then a couple of hours later. What is the chances? we waited 16 and 36 years and we get them within within almost – two hours it's just incredible so I was absolutely just beside myself and really really delighted for both of them
1: yeah and on the Australian record the men's one can you maybe we get a question it often comes into our inbox why Deeks was the Australian record on the downhill course and why yours wasn't can you explain that because I never have I think Moose you tried to explain it last week on the show talking about it was an era before Boston wasn't allowed for qualifications is that right Mona?
4: Well, here's my take on it. This okay. and you won't hear this from anyone but me. Deke's the legend. He's, he's the godfather. So we let we let Deek we let Deke have the record. And I kind of you know, I I don't have the half marathon record or I didn't even before Robbo broke the hour. But I sort of think, you know, it was kind of uh, Darren Wilson and my downhill course, you know, I had three downhill half records, so I kind of feel like I'm kind of the cross country half um, record holder or best runner. Deke's the best marathon, male marathon runner. Benita's the best female. So we all kind of just shared it and I was happy to let Deke um, have it, um, whether it's downhill or what. I ran Boston and I'll tell you, it's not an easy course. Mm-hmm. you run 2751 on that, you deserve to have been the Australian record holder for 36 years, I reckon. So uh, that's kind of my take on it. And, you know, I think we're all happy with that. And now it obviously you know takes it to another level and it's genuine and and we can all say well whatever it was it was and now we move on upward and onwards for Australian marathon running
1: yeah that's it do you think it's like opening the floodgates now you think we'll see it go down a bit in the next couple of years
4: yeah I definitely do I definitely do and um, by, by coincidence I'm um, there's a state memorial for John Landy um, yeah. This time next week, actually. Is it uh, Tuesday next week? So just over a week away. And, you know, that four minute mile, and once, you know, Bannister went under, John, and, you know, then sort of lots of people, I think, you know, I, what was it? Seven did it within like six months mm-hmm. or something. So I'm really sensing now that it's probably made people just step up, but it also allows people to believe. And there is so much in belief. We we all know that Robbo's, you know, capable, of, you know, 59, 50, half, or he's 10K, you know, so um, and Jack Rayner. And we we know Sinead, Jess, Lisa, Ally. you know, we've had a fantastic year of, um, of women distance runners that have, you know, we thought, gee, how come they're only running 224 when the world record's 214? Now we know, you know, hey, 221, we're in the realms of – what people can do and I think that will really give a lot of confidence to the current generation, but more importantly to the next generation, which, you know, is exciting for me with Commonwealth Games here in regional Victoria and obviously then that green and gold runway to, to Brizzy ten years away.
1: Mm, come around quick hey uh talking world cross country championships i hope this research is correct 11 world cross country country championships between 1985 and 2004 for you you've had five top 20 finishes and two of those were top 10 is that all correct mona
4: i actually thought i only went to 10 but i'll take 11 if take,
1: take 11 because my man doing the research reckons it's 11
4: it was always close because Sean, I think, went to nine, and um, I think I was always sort of – I felt like I was probably just sneaking ahead of him. But, And I love my world cross country, and, you know, you, know, I'm, you would not talk to a more passionate person about cross country. It was, it was my first ever race out at Lake Burrumbit. Race course was a cross country race on the race course out there. You know, won a couple of Australian cross countries. One of my best races probably ever was up at Ipswich. i have been beaten by – Mel Norwood at Bundura, which never happened because Bundura was my backyard. It was just where I wasn't allowed to be beaten because that was my course and Mel beat me in the Vic titles and I had a point to prove, went to the Nationals up in Ipswich and smashed him and a few others. And I think I won, seriously, I won, you know, I don't know, by a long way anyway, enough to prove that I was the best cross-country runner and World Cross, you know, that fourth and sixth, fourth in Stavanger, but probably the sixth in Boston, in the snow in Boston was probably one of my great runs up at Bear Park I think it was up in um, Boston and I was not far away I remember I was about a, about a k to go and I was sitting John and Googie had run away and I was about fourth third or fourth and I thought geez I'm an outside chance to medal I looked around there's about five Africans sitting <laughs> on me that it all ran about 330 for 1500 I'm thinking oh maybe that medal is not going to happen <laughs> I hung on and um but it ran really well and finished 6th and um, yeah so you know my my well cross country performances I do I think I, I did I posted something the other day cuz my first international race basically Australian team was well cross country in Portugal in Lisbon in 85 and someone reminisced about Carlos Lopez winning that day and I said yeah I also finished first 101st cuz that is a fact that was where I placed 101st and Went away, chained my ass off and came back 12 months later to Neuchatel in Switzerland in 86 and jumped up to 22nd. And, you know, that was sort of the start of my international career. I have.
2: Well, uh,
4: sorry, Brady. I just,
2: um, Mona, we were having some beers one day. Um, Collis oh was, was there. You were there. There was a few of us and um, you, the conversation got on the world cross country and um, someone brought up Collis coming eighth, and you looked over, like, funny at him, and you said, "Oh, you came eighth at world cross country," and everyone sort of said, "Oh, you should have known that." And he goes, "Oh, well, I came fifth. I don't care about anyone who did <laughs> it came higher than that."
4: Well, it, it's kind of it is funny, and it's not it's not an arrogant thing to say, but you you never forget the people who finish ahead of you. <laughs> like you don't to remember the ones behind you, mate. <laughs> no, I loved
2: it. I thought it was brilliant.
1: Hey, um, we've got a lot of recreational runners who would see major championships as, as uh, you know, World Champs, Olympics, Com Games when they come around, but may not have a lot of experience watching World Cross Country, often because it's on all hours of the night and a bit hard to access on the mainstream TV. But now it's coming to Australia. How does the whole um, championship experience compare to those other ones like Com Games, World Champs, and Olympics?
4: Oh, it's massive! It is absolutely massive, and it's my favourite race in the world. And you know, you got two hundred of the best athletes from fifteen hundred metres steeple right through to the marathon, and they're all lining up. And it's the most nervous I ever am or ever was was in the gates at the start of a world cross country. It was like the start of the Melbourne Cup, and um, we'd all we were two by two. There was eight of us, and we'd line up, and two by two, four rows of two, and I'd, I'd be up the front, even though I wasn't the quickest out of the gates, as everybody knows, but it was kind of a, you know, it was my ride of passage, I was allowed to be number one, and and then when we'd go, oh my god, that first K was like nothing you ever experienced before, it is just like, you know, free beer at the end of the straight, people were going berserk, and I think you know, I'd run flat out, and I'd be about 50th at the first turn and we'd sort of be corralled into this little turn and away we'd go and and the race was on it is just an absolute treat to to run in a world cross country and um, hardest toughest meanest race going around but um, fantastic spectacle and gee if there's anyone out there who who wants to have a absolute treat Saturday, Sunday, 17th, 18th of Feb next year in Bathurst. Wow, where else would you want to be? Or 18th and 19th, sorry. So where else would you want to be? Because we've got it here in Australia, one of the greatest spectacles in running in the world. Mona, as you uh, know, there's a Masters World Champs race this year at Bathurst.
0: Uh, Given how well you're running as a Masters athlete, Will we see you racing there, or will you be doing the golden ticket race on the Friday to earn a spot for Saturday's World Champs race? So, if you do the golden ticket race, that might be your 11th World Cross if you've only been to 10.
4: When yeah. <laughs> what a great concept! I love the, uh, I love the theory. I'm thinking about it, but no, I'm, it's probably going to be my my next um, focus race, I'd say, and I'm, I'm really keen. Sean Crichton and I've spoken about it. Krishna, Krishna um, Stanton, who. I've helped out a little bit, coached to a world record herself in the marathon um, in London. She's gonna probably run and um, we yeah, I think we'll probably get a maybe get a good relay team going on the Saturday and then run the individual race on Sunday and yeah, if my body stays in one piece I'm I'm on the start line. I'm looking forward to it, it'd be fantastic. Why, well, you know, I mean you can go, you can watch, or you can be a part of it. There's mass participation races, masters races, golden ticket as you say, um, schools events Realise it's just a, a um, plethora of events over the weekend, and it'll be, um, be be something to really focus on for me. I reckon.
2: Yeah. So what are the um what are the amateurs like? What are they? They're going to race on the the Saturday, aren't they, Mona? What are they in for? Yeah. Um,
4: so you can do park run. You can do a fun run on the Friday. There's a hot lap. You can do a hot lap as well. So the two K circuit. So and there's a schools competition. So you basically can can run and then watch the obviously you know you stay around and you watch the best runners in the world men's and women's go around in the men's and women's under 20 events and then there's two senior races which are they've been put back just a little bit so an hour later than the normal time just in case it's a little bit warm because as we know february and Bathurst could be quite warm so mm. yeah that's the plan at the moment but there's races for everybody to run, but then, you know, we'd be delighted for you to stay around and watch the, the main events. And there's a relay there, which just just quietly, you know, a mixed relay, 2K, two men and two women. Gee, I don't know. I reckon Australia, we might have a pretty solid uh, crack at that one.
1: Yeah. I think Croaks picked that three weeks ago, didn't you, Brad? You reckon we're going to win that?
4: Ollie, yeah. So... Ollie, Ollie
1: Stewie, Lyndon, Jess Hull. He's picked the team as well. mate.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, we're all open. That sounds <laughs> good. And, and, you know, I want to put, I tell you, they're not easy to win and I one of the greatest treats in my how long we got I'll, I'll yeah, tell her I yeah, was, was coaching um, a lady Ruth Barton here in Ballarat Luke, um Barnett as she is now and um, and she said oh you're still running pretty well why don't you go to come down to Yarra Bend I'm running the Nationals you might as well just come watch and maybe have a run and so I went down to Yarra Bend it was in Victoria and um, I remember, remember running on that maybe it was 2003 and um, was running pretty well and uh, watched her run and then jumped in the men's race and ended up winning and crossed the finish line and they said, um, oh, you know, if you win the Nationals, you automatically go to World Cross Country. I said, oh, mate, I'm retired. I'm not going to World Cross Country. And they said, oh, it's in Ireland. I said, oh, I've never been to Ireland. As you boys know, I love my Guinness. So I thought, yep, I'm off to Ireland and as it turns out. Foot and mouth or mad cow disease broke out. They changed it from Ireland to Brussels. And I thought, I don't really want to go to Brussels but anyway, I'll go. I went and saw um, Benita win the world cross-country, which I didn't think I'd ever seen in my lifetime. So fantastic to be there to watch Benita cross the line, break away from the Ethiopians, cross the line, and win the world cross-country. An Australian winning the world cross-country, wow. One of the highlights of my life.
2: Mm. So, Mono, what does it take to be a good cross-country runner? Like, what's different about a good cross-runner versus a good track-runner?
4: Yeah, I think light on your feet and you know, it can be sort of muddy and rough in places. So if you're light on your feet you seem to be nimble and you can you can take the breaks in the course. There's lots of twists and turns, ups and downs. So you've got to be you've got to be able to get your rhythm back. So you've got to have a capacity to not be sort of on the road, you know, you get in a beautiful rhythm on the track, they lead you around if you're paced and you've got that rhythm and it doesn't get broken. But in cross country, you are always getting something on the course that's breaking your rhythm. So it's a capacity to be able to hold that, that uh, get that rhythm back once it's been broken. And, and also, you know, I, I think an underrated thing about cross country is that there's downhill. Everyone remembers the uphill and Bunder is a good example. You know, I, I wasn't the best uphill runner in Australia. I wasn't the best over the top of a hill in Australia. I wasn't best down the other side put the three components together, I was unbeatable. And that's why I was so good over cross country. Light on my feet, if it was muddy and wet, I seemed to be able to not quite walk on water, but walk on mud and, you know, that really helped me get across pretty tough, rough ground. And it's no coincidence, that fourth I placed in Stavanger was on a, a muddy golf course that was pretty, pretty tough on most competitors and I revelled in it
1: monoram um, have you seen much or run over the course have you been there in person yet because i think it's pretty special that you know if you enter one of these mass participation races you're on the same course like it's pretty rare in elite sport that you get to be on the, the same course as the world championships like you can't go play footy on the mcg or soccer in the world cup stadiums in doha at the moment like this is pretty special that anyone can enter and be on the same courses
4: True, true, and true. And, you know, on the day when the course is set out, exactly at the time, mm. um, it's, it's pretty challenging to be. I have been up there. I haven't run over the exact course, but I've been there and I went for a run around the vicinity. So I know where the vineyard is. I know where the car park is, or so where we'll start and finish. And so there, there's not a lot of flat ground. It's kind of undulat. It's either up or down. There's a couple of flat spots across the top. But, it, if, you know, if you're doing a few laps, one lap, fine second lap, mm, gee, those hills are starting to eat away at me, you know, third and fourth laps, fifth lap, you'll be really starting to feel it, so I think it'll be a fair course, I think the best runners will win and go well, and that's what I like about it, it'll show off a lot of, you know, we've got a bit of Australiana there, we've got Beach, you know, Billabong, a few different areas, just to make sure we bring that Australian flavour to it as well, so it'll be a uh, spectators delight and a probably a running challenge I would suggest which is good
1: yeah are you um I'm not sure if you can say yes or no to this one but are you on the panel at all that picks the Australian teams
4: I'm not a selector no selector, I, I that's a word. I'm oh. on the board of um, Athletics and I'm also on the organizing committee for the World Cross Country so I'm a little bit biased but you I think you can tell through my my voice I love cross country and I'm so delighted with, that we've got the World Cross Country here in Australia. We've fought for for a long time. We almost got it in Ballarat at, after Commonwealth Games. We were trying to we had a course here in Ballarat that we thought if the athletes stay, we might have a chance to get it here in Australia in 2006. But that didn't happen. But here we are. We've got it finally after a couple of delayed years in Bathurst in 2023. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Any um, who
1: do you think is going to make the team, Monna? Who's your top six
4: runners in Australia? We've got the trial in in, on Stromlo in in January 15, and I'm sure all you guys will be up there and running, watching, having a go to try and make that team because I think we'll we'll have a pretty strong team. I'm just sensing that it'll be really well supported, and you know the rumours, Stewie and Ollie in the shorter events and you know we've got some really good cross-country runners pure cross-country runners and that can be a bit different you know you look at someone like Andy Buchanan who's now moved across to the uh, marathon well but he was just a beautiful cross-country runner Joel Tobin I remember Joel running really well over cross-country so sometimes some of the people you least expect are very good cross-country runners it may not necessarily be men and women who'll be prominent on the road or track so really and the depth of the team and the world cross country its main focus is where the team finishes and that's what i used to love i I sometimes didn't remember where i finished because what i was concerned about was where our last scorer would finish and um i do remember one story of um i think i can tell this i remember you know we in the olden days we used to have the we'd have the the rubber band and the tag on and we'd cross the finish line and we'd stay in the shoot in the same order and you know you'd move up and you'd they'd Take your um your tag off and put it on the spike and that's where you finished. And um I remember Nick Dietstala was having a really tough run and he was, you know, out the back, and anyway, he, um he collapsed right at the finish line. They put him on a stretcher and they took him down sort of outside the chute because they had to get him to the medical area, and just as he went past the person who was collecting the tags, they sort of Turned over and grabbed his tag. He jumped up about 50 places. I think we jumped up about in <laughs> the <teams> <laughs> what,
2: What's the um, hardest cross-country course you've ever run?
4: Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, hardest cross-country course I've ever competed in. I've never been to Nara or any of the really tough ones. So
0: There you go, boys. Nara. 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 Nowra. On nah, Nara used to be real tough. We he had
4: not done it. We <laughs> had the
1: argument, of that Bundura was so much harder than Nara. Vic boys against New South Wales boys on here. Yeah,
4: we're not, not allowed to admit it. Yeah. I think there was the Valley um, ball, um, Golf Course up in Bendigo. I didn't run that, but I, I ran around it pretty hard. Gee, that was tough. I remember Darren Wilson smashed everybody up there in the men's event and. Um, I heard that was pretty tough and I just felt it myself that it um, it was had a lot of steep climbs in it. So that was that was up there I think in Victoria. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to think, mate. I'm, I'm letting you down. did oh, you used to do the, the one know. in was it the one in Italy where you went through the uh the the um the house the barns. barns? The the oh oh you yeah, loved that race. That was just the, the greatest race where we went through people's um backyards and sheds and families having afternoon tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's still being run now, and it's one of the world's great races. It used to be on um, just after World Cross Country, and we used to hang around. And um, Australians ran really well I think they might have even won it one year. And um, I remember running against Galindo, um uh, Panetta, and you know, again, you know, again, you, you hear all these stories. But they used to. I was running along, and I was beating a couple of Italians, and they were all yelling out, "Die, die, die!" I thought that's not very nice, but it's okay because in Italian it means go. <laughs> my
5: mm-hmm.
0: speaking
4: speaking, they love there, mate. speaking, speaking of it,
0: The Aussie team, Brady. One thing that um, a lot of Aussies don't realise is that two of our current crop have won the NCAA cross country, which is a pretty hard race to win. So Pat Tin and won it, and so did Morgan McDonald. Did you? And think- I'd expect. I'd expect both those boys to be running
1: at the trial. Yeah, did you hear my theory? Because it's, I think it's only first three at the trial are guaranteed. I was thinking because of the short turnaround be, from um, breaking the Australian marathon records that Sinead and Brett should be put, like just straight on the team. Did you did you think anything about that? Because it's going to be a short turnaround for them to go to the trials. I think if you're good enough to break the Australian marathon record, that shows cross-country strength. Put them on the team, Mona. What are your thoughts?
4: yeah I like the way you're thinking and rewards excellence and their profiles high at the moment, so they'd be a draw card, which you know and we need that in our sport mm-hmm. and um, now cross country is not something that grabs people's imaginations, but I tell you if you're there and watching it, if you've been to a cross country race, boys you'll know it's just an unbelievable spectacle so that i I like the way you're thinking and it really supports them and would you know would encourage them to not rush back because you know they're obviously i think it's important that they Revel in the, in the joy of what they've just done, but also give their bodies a good opportunity to recover, and we'd love to have them on the team. And I think they'd probably both make the team, so it's really just trying to find a way that we can get them on the team. Like you say, they might not be quite right for the trial, but they'd certainly be in great shape um, come World Crossing Feb.
1: Yeah. And you got six spots, don't you? But you're right. Like spectators. Um, and that's what we're trying to do here. Trying to get as many listeners as possible to get on the course because you get so close to the action. Like you're not sitting in stands at a 50, 80 meters away. Like you are. You can touch them, reach out and touch them if you wanted to. Like it's um, going to be. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be an amazing race to watch.
0: And it's only a 2K loop rating. Yeah, so you, no, get yeah. to see them, you get to see them come through every, what, six minutes or so.
1: And yeah, these, we always watch these guys on YouTube. You really get to see them in real life, and it's going to they're going to be even more impressive in real life.
4: And sometimes you can even cut across. So you might mm-hmm. see them two or three times on a lap, believe it or not. If you're quick mm-hmm. enough, you can sneak around and see them at different points. And they are flying, but there'll be packs, and it's just such sort of um, – Uh, man on man woman on woman running that you're really close up to it you almost almost like i i I, my best analogy is it's like watching cycling at the velodrome you can almost hear the bikes hitting and the bumps and you Mm. you get a lot of that just being out on the course
1: very good one the last question i've got here is related to your um world record well we think it's a world record we were talking about it before we got you on tonight the 5k a couple weeks ago at the collingwood classic congratulations do you know any more about if it's going to be um accepted ratified as a world record
4: uh no i'm doing all the paperwork so i've sent a bit of stuff off and there's sort of you know there's a few i didn't think so when i heard that you know on the night i I was really wrapped with how i ran i got it so i didn't think i could run 311s, 5K anymore and, you know, I knew I was going pretty well but I thought I was more in the sixteen. so to run 1552 and go through in, you know, the 931 as well, I, w- I was really happy and, um, in, you know, in a competitive race, I really acquitted myself well, so I, I I lifted and got the best out of myself and sort of, you know, I was pumping the air and then I sort of heard that it may not be ratified and I was a bit sort of flat then, but I've um, heard since this might be a chance because there's different standards for Masters and Let's be honest. I know I'm the fastest male six-year-old ever, and if it's not sanctioned or ratified, well, who cares? I know it's on, on the quickest ever. So
0: why is it? Why isn't it sanctioned, Mana? Do you know what what was wrong with the night?
4: I think it's there's a few things. I think it was just it wasn't ratified. It was a Victorian permit meet, so I can claim Victorian records, but not a national ratified meet it was only six lanes and although we did have um we did have hand timing so there was Athletics Victoria we had really good referees technical officials and um, timing but the hand timing so there wasn't electronic timing and I'm not sure um, any other reason I think it was more the standard of the meet six lanes is what apparently what I'm hearing but in my mind it was still 400 meter track and I ran 12 and a half times around Mm -hmm did you pull up a right after wearing spikes monitor? hell no yeah. sure. <laughs> oh my god my right calf which i've had, you know, had calf problems a couple of years ago but it was always my left one but my right one's given me bloody grief i tell you i love the spikes and there's no doubt i ran faster because of them and thanks to nathan Pierce, i'll give a shout out to nathan who paced me and helped me out in the race and everyone that was there that night was so supportive i had a pretty good crowd i had um couple i had emma my daughter and matthew my son there and emma's partner richard was there and he's good mates with some bloke stewie mcswain have you heard of him <laughs> come down and he was watching claudia run i think but he happened to be there as well so i had a, I had a good crowd gee <laughs> i had a superstar cheering me on good cheer I squad to, i had to do the business he, <laughs> he laughed at me when i pulled the spikes outside to show him i'm in business <laughs>
1: Oh, I love it, Mona. We can do this all day, but I do have to get a few mentions in here. The ticket and mass race entries are now on sale at world You can use the code insiderunning10 by January 7th, 2023, to get 10% off your mass race entry as well. Mono, we could do this all day. One last question actually. I think you saw the killers on the weekend. What was the best song in their set?
4: I did uh, all these things that I have done it's a family favourite mate we love it I'm not, I'm not I've got soul I'm not a soldier but I've got oh, soul yeah. I'm not a we all know it's a sing along it's fantastic that's <laughs> good people think I went to Billy Joel but no no not the old old stuff <laughs> healers keep it keep it young
1: thanks for your time Mona we appreciate you at the Inside Running Podcast
4: loved it thanks boys thanks Say Mona
1: we. cheers mate alright boys I didn't ask you earlier what um and what do you think in event-wise, Moose, are you going to – oh, you'll be post-marathon in Japan.
2: No, I'll be pre-marathon. Pre, oh,
1: yeah, perfect. Rustbuster. buster.
2: Week before, probably.
1: And, Croaks, will you do the Masters race? Mm,
0: don't know. I'll see. i would probably just do the – because there's the Masters World Champs race, but there's also just a mass race. So I think to be eligible for the Masters one, you have to be registered with Masters Athletics. Oh, you can't just use your AV registration. No, I think you need to be registered with Masters as well.
1: Oh, what's that cost, you know?
0: Don't know. Don't know. But they also give a race, like a you know, like a, a, I guess it's like a fun run instead of a world championships.
2: When does masters start at?
1: Thirty five moose, I turn thirty five in a couple of weeks. Oh,
2: that's the one I'm eyeing off. I don't like that. Imagine from the
1: lows of Valencia to world world cross country masters champion.
2: Mate, I wish we had of asked Monterey's opinion on Masters <laughs> at thirty five. He was going to World Cross at forty five. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He was, he was. Um, let's get back on the rails for this show. We might uh, cut Listen Question Croaks. I know you cut it last week, but we'll cut it again because this episode is going to go for about two and a half hours with a Sinead interview at the end. So we might just wrap up this uh, runner news and then go mm-hmm. Moose on the Loose. How's that sound? Sounds I'm good. we take us to European Cross Country first. Jakob Ingebritzen got the win. Emile Caress was second, the Great Britain athlete. And Isaac Camel, Cameli from Belgium was third. Cameli, Cameli. Cameli. I think that's exactly what I said. So Jakob <laughs> won. I think he's only won gold medals at European Cross all through the juniors and now as a senior athlete the last couple of times. it's just a clean set of gold medals. Did say in the media afterwards that he won't be attending World Cross Country in Australia. Kind of said the trip was too far, and it would affect his Budapest World Championships preparation, which I thought was a bit weak from Jakob. I know I'm a big Norwegian uh, fan over there, but it's um, it's what we've got to do on this side of the world. Make the effort to go to Europe, yeah, go so to America, fun. stuff like that. You know, Stewie's got to make that trip to go to Budapest World Champs. I reckon if you want to represent your country at the highest level, exactly what Steve Monnigetti was just talking about. Um, book the plane ticket. I'm sure he's flying first class. Like, it wouldn't be that hard, Jakob. So um, if you're listening, change your mind. Get down in a Bathurst. In the women's race, Caroline Grovedale from Norway. She won again, wasn't it? Back-to-back winners, both mm-hmm. both of them. Um, Kosterhausen from Germany was second. And it was a pretty close race. She came off that 60, oh, she ran 65-something, maybe 65 high at Valencia Half Marathon. So she's fit. And Alina Ree from Germany was third, so two of the three Germans on the podium there. Amazing race. It looked good. I see the um, the young kid, was it Hicks from the UK mm-hmm. who won the yeah. NCAA title? He won the under-23 race as well. They'll put him in the open team, you'd assume, for world cross-country champs if he wants to come. You'd think so. Here we
0: do know.
2: they not have trials or do they just pick him?
1: not sure if they got trials They mm. probably do but you would think this would have a bit of weight to it too wouldn't you, where you finish at europeans yeah um, do you did see you that? see
0: the, did you see this course
1: yeah they ran did through they, a museum they ran
0: through a castle wall. yeah, yeah. It was like castle i think yeah. yeah, I yeah. think it was
2: a castle not a museum
1: did oh, have like pictures on the wall and stuff didn't it yeah, yeah. Well,
0: castle pictures museum. on the wall it was
2: probably like a uh... Like a a tourist attraction castle or something yeah Yeah. so
0: they just put these like special like matting down through the corridors and yeah there's a photo of them coming coming out of the building looked pretty cool i didn't watch it but i heard
1: the coverage was really good as well so
0: i watched
2: the um the relay it was really cool Mm. so it was um 2k each male and female and it alternated so it went out female male no male female male female and it was a really good race at the end. Uh, this Italian chick, Sabatini, had a lead going into the final leg and got caught up this pretty serious hills. And then she ended up coming from behind to, to win at the end. So she, she got caught, got dropped, re-caught him and, and, and out kicked on the line. It was, it was incredible.
1: Did they have to do it in that gender order? yeah okay it wasn't like that yeah you know in the four by four hundred mixed relay they get to choose yeah
2: yeah they choose. i think they alternate every year so okay. they last year it was women first men second
1: yeah yeah that's that's something to get excited about too thinking about bathurst how that mm-hmm. relay is going to pan out uh croaks kenya had their world cross-country trials
0: yeah and that- Um, And so did, well, Uganda had their cross-country champs. I don't know whether that was uh, their trial as well, but um, in the women's race for the Kenyan trials, Grace Loyback won the race. Um, She was a relatively unknown 19-year-old. There weren't too many names I recognised from the top six of the women's other than Irene Cheptai. She was the 2017 World Cross-Country champ, so she'll be on the team. And uh, interesting fact, Kenya have won... Uh, the past seven women's titles at World Cross Country Championships. That's pretty impressive. Um, in the men's race, Sebastian Kamaru, he won the race. He's also the guy that won that one-hour Diamond League race, which um, Robbo mm. started in, yeah, in Brussels. Uh, Daniel Abeno will be part of the team. He finished uh, – he's a silver medalist at, the, at this year's Com Games in the 10,000 metres. Uh, Kibiwot Candy. Um, also made the team, the former half-marathon world record holder, and Jeffrey Kamwaro, uh, a two-times world cross-country champ. He's returning from a stress fracture. He finished sixth in that race, which puts him on the team. Uh, in the Uganda cross-country champs, Stella Chesang. She was the 2018 10,000m Games champ. She won the race. Um, in the men's, Martin Kipritich won. Uh, but interesting – he, his time was slower than the, under, the guy that won the under-20 10K race. Um, and I think there's a few issues there because the under-20 race was only meant to be 8K, but they made it 10K. And so there was a couple of people that blew up real bad in that last 2K. So they're actually going to take that into consideration when they select their team. Uh, a couple of the Ugandan stars, Jacob Kippolimo, he was a late withdrawal. And Chep Guy uh, has been injured with knee issues since World Champ, So I'm not sure um, whether we'll be seeing them at, at mm. World Cross or not.
1: Hopefully they get right and picked on that mm. team. Yeah. Because they were first and second, weren't they? In Denmark?
0: <sighs> yeah, there's certainly two that Uganda would want on their team.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: And surely they'd have something written in there like um, selection policy, like you know, they'd be mad. If, if they're fit, they'll be there for sure, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, they will be. That wraps up the news. Uh, Moose on the loose. Now, we got some... Um, you guys... I'm not sure if you've seen the inbox. I checked the inbox when I got off the plane last week, I think it was, and there was... Uh, uh, a, a fiery email in there talking about Moose on the Loose last week when you guys started talking about what clubs are paying people to fly down and this and that. And usually the, the emails that come in angry are all about Moose, but this one was directed at you, Crocs. I think you've got to do some research. I'm not sure if you're going to issue an official apology or anything now, but um, email has been received. I'm not sure where you're at with it, though.
0: Oh, I've got some evidence to support my, myself, so I'll uh, I'll reply back to that but yeah when you guys were sending me the messages when it came through i was out at viv's uh work christmas party and my phone's going off and then i got home and read it um
2: but yeah no i uh i'm
0: I'm comfortable with it okay more on that
2: careful we're dealing with a real a real heavy hitter though croaks
1: that's true that's true but yeah more on that potentially next week Moose, have you got a moose on the loose
2: Not really. Just I've got a. I did buy something for my running this week. Oh yeah, purchase of the week. Yeah, so purchase of the week is back, and things have got a bit tight around here lately, so not a lot of purchases. But I put my Oakleys, my running sunnies, on top of the car the other day and drove off, so that wasn't great, and I lost my running sunnies. So I um, I upgraded to the new the new Oakley running sunnies and. There's there's a few different styles out there now. There's running sunnies have got a lot bigger recently. I don't know if you've noticed that, but mm. they What used are yours to be...
1: called? I wanna see him why you're talking about Oh okay. About... So you've you gotta few...
2: Oak oh hold up. There's a long name. Oakley let me check my receipt. Radar E V. Are you getting paid uh, for
1: this plug moose?
2: No, I'm not. Saka
1: Oakley would be great to hit up actually if you're listening.
2: <laughs> um Oakley Sutro Light Sweep, vented. Jeez. So these are good looking sunnies. Bit of top and in. They, and yeah. they're comfortable. Um, mm, yeah.
1: They're a bit yuck. Not as expensive as I thought they would have been. I got are the they, they, they look similar
0: to the. Are they similar to the ones that like Ellie was wearing. Ah, at... these are better.
2: They were terrible. 150 bucks. That's that's small for you. 150. Yeah. I paid more than that.
1: Black Friday sales, boost
2: I pay full price they're continuing so you've got to support these big businesses <laughs> it's a trickle-down economy if I don't support the big business how are the little people gonna get supported it's, it's trickle-down
1: what color lenses have you got
2: uh, I went the pink lens with the black band with the pink top frame anyway anyway they're very good they don't slide they don't fog they are, I don't even notice they're on my face. I don't squint with them. Um, but can you remember? They were Adidas. A lot of the Adidas runners used to wear these fucking awful running sunnies. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to sh- throw Sinead under the bus. She was one of them. Um, the, these are, oh maybe they were Nikes back when she was wearing. But they were they were terrible. Uh, it, it's like they running sunnies were the most like ugliest disgusting things of all time. We, we, I'm talking like mid 2000s, about the Adidas Addy running years. Brokes, mm. we'll bring that up again.
1: <laughs> Sinead Come wasn't on. running mid 2000s.
2: Uh, but she, she that's why they stood out because she was pulling mid 2000s fashion into the mid <laughs> 2000. in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to find
1: them. Find uh, a, a photo. I'll put on your stories throughout the week.
2: Yeah, yeah, good one. Perfect. I'll Tag find one. In. <laughs> yeah. oh, That's good.
1: Uh, so in style there, the last thing I've got here, fellas, is I thought I could preview Zadapak. Thursday night, not a lot of hype coming out of um, Athletics Australia. I haven't read any kind of like form guides yet, which I'd love to see pre big races like this. Fields are, yeah, they're okay. They're okay. Jack Rayner's probably the superstar in the men's race, obviously being the Australian record holder for that distance is you'd hold that one. Um, Who else is in there that wears Australian singlets? Liam Adams in there. Andy Buchanan's in there. Matthew Clark's in there. Ed Goddard and Jordan Guzman are listed here. Not sure if Ed Goddard's running a 10K track race off the back of a marathon. Um, What's that, a week and a half between and Jordan Guzman, haven't seen much from him. Did he do something recently? Maybe half marathon in the States. Um, James Actually, Hansen. Reckon,
0: yeah, so Guzman did do that half. And I reckon that was the one where...
1: Um, yeah, that's the one with uh, like Deceaser. It, yeah, that's He pulled the out though. Yeah, there's a the photo half, of him, yeah. the same photo. Sam yeah. McEntee's there. It's, it's probably a really strong um, Australian field. We don't have the, I guess, some of the US-based athletes. And I guess you're missing the class of Brett there as well. Recovering from the marathon. Who's your pick there, boys? It's hard to go past anyone other than Jack, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He'd start that a dollar or one favourite, wouldn't he?
0: I, I guess the question will be whether Jack is happy just to sit for the majority of it and then just kick away or whether he actually wants to chase a time like he has, like he did at, uh, at Bernie.
1: Would he? Yeah, but what incentive is there to chase a time? Because would his Australian record be potentially in the time frame to get him to the world champs. And now he just has to win this.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure when that opened, but that would yeah. be the only reason why he'd want to run like fast, I suppose, unless he wants to just go and test himself.
1: Yeah. He'd be so confident. He can get his time over in the States or Europe or wherever. Anyway, the way he's running uh, women's race. This has some interesting mm. um, storylines to it. Cause Rose has won the last two. Hasn't she? Yeah, she's going for three in a row, but it hasn't been the same Rose that we've seen um the last couple of years so she, can she bounce back and get the hat trick um Bat Doyle post marathon at Melbourne what kind of shape she in Leanne Pompiani like she's got that good track 5k she's won some good road 10k's is it time for her to get her first Zatapak W and I also had down there Caitlin Adams as well um, I think she could do some damage she was good at uh what was that Melbourne marathon 10k she won that pretty easy in a quick time not sure what shape she's in since. It's, yeah, that could be any one of those four winning that one. Anything mm-hmm. I've missed there with the women?
2: Nothing well, Got them all? A few wild cards, but can't get. They're all wild cards, really. They're in Zatapec, so they are wild cards. But we don't know some of the Americans form. So, or not the Americans, but those that are based in America, like Amelia Mazardoni. I think she performed pretty well at cross country this year mm. over there. Um, probably the one. It stands out.
1: Nat Rule, can she convert that quick 5K track time to a track 10K? That's probably another one. Um, It's going to be interesting to watch. It doesn't look like there's... Well, you're never sure who's a pacemaker too, like Amelia paced last year. Yeah. Like, is she there to pace or is she there to race? And I can't see... Usually there's some pacemakers, like some Melbourne Track Club training partners that might pace this, but it's only Jack, Sam... or Jack Bruce... Do you know if there's going to be any pace on? I haven't turn right, anything, yeah. anything.
2: What about your boy Archie Reed? Didn't get a gig.
1: Archie, yeah, I did. I did have to send an email today. So Archie got this email on December the first. Um, just let me open it up here. Hi athletes, thank you for being so patient as we process nominations for the Zatapak Ten. Now nominations have closed. I confirm via this email that you have been accepted to race in the Zatapak Men's Ten Thousand Meters. If you're an interstate athlete, please feel confident in making your travel arrangements. We'll aim to have the final start list as of Monday, the 5th of December, along with further details. Then he checked the start list and he was, his name wasn't on it, the poor kid. So um, mm. just trying to clarify, but the races, yeah, we tried to ring, tried to email, no responses. Um, and yeah, then I sent an email today. But it'd be interesting to see if he's on the start line or not Thursday night. Because Nathan at you- the other athlete I coach, he got the same email and he's on the start line.
0: So if you can't get through to AA between now and then, or whoever Athletics Vic, whoever's organising it, does actually just go down? Go down, spike up, just run it. Just show the, just show the email at the I gate.
1: Think, I think yeah, it's the person on the gate's not the person in the call room though. That's the hardest thing when you go to these meets, so isn't it? Like it's
0: you still got an email saying you're part of the race. Well, that's, I so sent like, the find, email... So I'd be saying, find, find me a number.
1: I sent the <laughs> screenshot of the email Tom had sent him today back to Tom, just saying, can we get some clarification here about what's going on and can someone please reply to us? So, um, yeah, that's been a bit disappointing in their response there. And Archie's only, like, he's 22. Like, he's not the oldest, most experienced person. So he'd, he'd like to think that the junior, or people fresh out of juniors... And he came 13th in this race last year. Like, he's not out of his depth being in this field. So... Um, yeah, if you see him down there, cheer it on. I think we'll do a bit of a uh, watch party again, boys, for the main race. Nath Pierce is keen to get down there. We've ap- we've applied for media accreditation, so we're hoping he's down there to get us some interviews as the races are going. We'll just do the ten k's. I was thinking Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Happy with that, good. Moose?
2: Good. Throwing yeah. that on you. You're not going, are you, Moose, to watch in person? I'm not, no. I'll be at home. I'll be, I'll be able to do that.
1: Yeah, it'd be good just to chat while the races are going because there's some storylines there. The other thing I wanted to talk to you boys about is um, the end of year award show is fast approaching. Remember mm. we do this every year? It's always fun. Oh, it's been a big 12 months as well, 2022. Um, remind me of the categories, Crocs.
0: Uh, so we have performance of the year, race of the year, athlete of the year um, then we have most Improved and Ones to watch for the cut for the uh, coming year
1: and we don't do gender. Do we To months no, so performance just, of the year? Just, just one just, performance.
0: Yeah,
1: oh it's,
0: it's gonna be hard this year and I reckon throat. there's going to be some like some athletes that have done some incredible things that like may not even get a mention.
1: i didn't even getting a mention, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking we could put um like a, a voting thing online as well, like Google Doc or because I want to actually know what the listeners think. So when mm-hmm. we read out our responses, we could say, Well, eighty three percent of the listeners actually said this. It'd be quite interesting to see if they, they side with us.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Get thinking about those things. All right, show's done. What are you doing between now and next week, Moose?
2: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run. I'm going to train a bit. I'm going to book book some stuff. Is it uh, is that a pack night? I'll I'll probably talk to you guys on Thursday night. What are you booking? Uh, family holiday after the conference in Japan.
1: Oh, over there.
2: Yeah. Are oh, you taking
1: few...
2: the family? Well, no. Afterwards, Pierre and Bree are going to come meet me. So I, I thought if I'm going over, I might as well. Make it a bit of a trip. I mean, I'm already, I get yelled at if I go overseas by myself for a junket.
1: So you're going to have a holiday in Japan or are you going to go like somewhere, go on a beach somewhere?
2: No, holiday in Japan. Be interesting with a, what would it be, 16-month-old year old baby. But she's pretty good. Go she just, just see us. Go up to Malaysia, sit
1: on a beach for a while, I reckon.
2: Yeah, it's not a bad Thailand, idea, actually.
1: Somewhere like that to sit in a resort for 10 days.
2: That's pretty. That, that sounds pretty nice. Japan, Japan's really hectic, <laughs> and it's cold too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah
1: in the winter.
2: Japan's rad though. Like, how I love the culture. I love how different it is, and um, how you can kind of not get anywhere. Like, it's just such a different place. It's you come back thinking you've been it like on another planet. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's brilliant. I actually like. I love the food. I love how people are polite. I love the like the the fashion, I love how they're a bit quirky, they're they're super traditional. I want to get out into the like the small town areas of Japan, not because we've been in Tokyo, um, Kyoto and Osaka for the race the races we've done, but if if you get out into the countryside, I reckon that that would be pretty cool.
1: And they're very friendly, safe.
2: So friendly. so All
1: right, Craigs, what are you doing? Uh well, I'm on school holidays, so I'm going to um,
0: go and meet the group tomorrow afternoon and hopefully just do the warm-up uh, I might go and hit some golf balls one day. Do you guys like going to the driving range and hitting balls? Nah, no.
2: No, oh, really? not really. Uh, My back's no good for that, mate I've been
0: watching a bit of golf actually on uh, TV on a Sunday, on, like final round. I sort of don't mind a bit of golf
1: Hey, I've been um, watching that docker you were talking about, the soccer one. Uh, the welcome to
0: Wrexham yeah. yeah, enjoy it?
1: Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed yep. it yeah, no, that was good. good recommendation there. Uh, so you're on holidays until um, Feb. How's that, Moose? Yeah, I just, know. Like, what is it? 12th of December.
2: Puts his feet doesn't, up until Feb. Doesn't really work a lot either. No. Uh,
1: well, that's
0: why I want to get my leg right so I, I can actually run a fair bit over the holidays.
1: Yeah, you'd be going down? you going down the coast? Put the feet up, body out on uh, the beach?
0: Well, they're all coming over here for Christmas. We're hosting Christmas Day. So maybe head down there in the new year.
1: You're right, we're rambling here. Let's throw to the uh, Sinead interview. Sinead joined us last week on Road to Valencia. So this was like, she came in live to the chat. So you can kind of hear us just finishing off our conversation. Then we introduce Sinead. You'll hear from uh, Christian from Norway. He was on the call as well. And Toby, the bad boy from Ballarat Mende. So they throw some questions at her. Pretty kind of like relaxed interview. We didn't have a whole lot of uh, pages and notes or anything like that. But we just quickly spoke to her about 45 minutes about her Valencia experience. Hope you enjoy it. We'll do it all again next week, boys. See you later. Catch you Thursday. See ya. Oh yeah. Bye. We'll put those links on um, our social media, so you don't have to um, ask us. Just keep an eye on Thursday afternoon. We'll put it all up there. See you, boys. See ya. Yeah. but it's um it's okay like yeah yeah you live and you learn and um we're about to talk to someone who I think ran her 14th marathon in the Australian record so I'm sure she's going to have some words of wisdom for us about how to pull it off and stuff but um yeah disappointing in the performance but glad I was there glad I got to share the road with Sinead Diver the uh freshly minted Australian record holder Sinead welcome to Road to Valencia we will put this out to everyone so you are also on our. Oh, you're also on the Inside Running Podcast, so it's going to go everywhere this chat. I think you met Toby at the post-race beers. Didn't meet Christian. You actually thought you met Christian post-race, but it was actually (laughs) uh, one of the Denmark marathoners, Christian. Is it Theis? He's ran 210. Yeah, I introduced yep. introduced Sinead to him and she thought it was Christian for a second there. But welcome, <laughs> congratulations again on the 2.21, what are we seconds, 34, the new Australian record by 62 seconds. Welcome back to Australia. How's it all feeling? Is it something? Hey guys,
3: thanks really. Um, yeah, I got back last night around 6pm or so. Um, it's really nice to be home and... I've kind of had some time to think about it last, like on the plane and last night and stuff. So, yeah, it's sunk in. I was just saying uh, that uh, I was so focused on the record after the race that I kind of didn't really think about the time, the 2.21. I was like, what somebody else said to me in the pub that night, they were like, have you thought about like the 2.21? That's such a good time. And I was like, I haven't really actually. It's just been... Kind of all about the record, but uh, yeah, I'm
1: delighted with the 221. Because that it's so fast. That it's funny you say you didn't think about that. Because when I saw you straight after the race, when we uh, crossed past, I've already kind of shared that story. As you were kind of uh, as we we're trying to find some participation medals, that was the first thing yeah. I thought. I'm like 221. I'm like incredible, insane, and like to take 62 seconds off the Australian record that's been there for so long as well. Like it must be. Um, I don't like. Did you expect to go that quick?
3: Um, no, so um, I was in the pack for 2.22 and actually they were supposed to go through. It was more 2.22.30. So they were supposed to go in to half around 71.15 was the plan, but uh, we ended up going through half in 70.40 and that was actually just me. So there was three three girls in the group and one of the girls kept telling the guy to go faster. And I kept saying, no, 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 (laughs) I'll stick to 3.22s. And like, we were dropping like 3.16s a couple of times. And then at that point I was like, no, this is ridiculous. Even though I felt fine, I was like, I'll pay for this later. So I pulled back a bit. um, And I didn't, I didn't really care if I was going to run it on my own. I was kind of just in a good rhythm, but then I caught the group again. And (laughs) the girl who was pushing the pace had gone ahead even further. So the pacer dropped back. And the other girl had dropped out so it was literally just me and uh, a gang of men so he was like he came back to me and he just stuck with me then until 30k uh, he was brilliant like from then on he was um like telling the guys to get out of the way when we were coming up to the drinks and stops and stuff because they kind of weren't really aware of the women's drinks were on the left and the guys were on the right so they kind of were in my way a bit so he was clearing them out and making sure that I was like slotted in behind him for a lot of it. Uh, so that was really good. He was great.
1: Did you know who he was? Did you know him before the race or anything?
3: No. Um, so they told us uh, we were supposed to have two pacers, but one of them didn't show up. So I knew what his number would be. So I just found him at the start line and I was like, "322, uh, like a 222 pace." And he was like, "He was uh, uh, Spanish." He was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But then he took off. Quite slow. I thought we were doing like 328s. So then I kind of was like, no. So I went off by myself. (laughs) But then he came up to me and he was like, 322s? I was like, yep, 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 yep. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I actually bumped into him then after the race. I walked back to the hotel with my sister and I was chatting on the phone to mom and stuff. And then he just walked by my hotel randomly. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So I was able to give him a hug and chat to him. And, yeah, he was really nice. He was so excited for me as well. So it was cool.
1: So special. So then from 30K after he dropped onwards, um, you're solo, and I assume probably just mowing people down.
3: So I was in a group of guys, but they all all went behind me. Like once the pacer went, it was me leading the pack. I was like, I cannot believe this is happening Mm -hmm. in a marathon this size (laughs) with – mixed like a mixed race it was just insane and then uh so it's pretty much solo yeah from then on and then there was a couple of guys kind of would go ahead of me and then I'd catch them again we were kind of going back and forth a bit any
1: bad patches through there Sinead because just looking at your splits I think you ran your I had a look at them before and I'm just reloading them now but you ran your fastest I think 5k yeah there was a 1640 from 35 to 40k Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you ran 16.50, 16.46, 16.46, 16.39. So, sorry, you went one second quicker from 15 to 20. But then to go 16.40 from um, 35 to 40. But you did have the 17.04 from 30 to 35. So, you had your slowest oh, one right. into your fastest right. one. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is what's on the website. Um, uh, I don't know if that's right. Uh, on the results website, I don't
3: think there was a 17... Like, I was pretty much
1: um, – I have my Strava, but um... – Oh, yeah. It's still on private, though, isn't it? You should have, you should have unleashed no, no. that one. <laughs> I I've, I've
3: shared it. I shared that one.
1: You sure? Yeah. <laughs> this might be the same Jess Stenson situation where she put New York up <laughs> and then it, it disappeared off there. No, 100%. Boys, have you seen this on Strava? I'm just trying to find no, it now. I'm trying to check it now. I want to see if you're – did you manually split when you went past?
3: What do you mean? Ah, oh, so my my watch last, was on uh, the last case
5: splits.
1: Theory, so. Oh yeah, yeah. And no, she's got it up here. I didn't didn't come up on my feed. Maybe.
3: Um. So so this is what Strava has, right? From my five seventy-two.
1: And this is you <laughs> manually splitting it when you're running past the five K oh. marks, or is this? Oh, your... sorry.
3: So actually, so this would be my Garmin five K. Yeah. So yeah, they would be a bit out, actually. Yeah. But so. 30 to 35K, here it says 1647, so maybe that was 7105. Is that the one?
1: Did you have your lap K's on? Yeah, one
3: please. Yeah.
1: Jeez. Yeah, yeah. oh, I'm
3: just used to having that. Um, so I, I didn't take it off. So I'd look every now and then, like if I was feeling not so great or um, or if I thought I was going too fast, I'd like check it out. Um,
1: Okay, well, well let's, let's, for, this, for the sake of this conversation, let's go with the official splits, hey? Okay. <laughs> uh, which I'm praising you. I'm like, that's an amazing split going 1640 from 35 annoyed to 40K. By that Seventeen, 17 <laughs> yeah, it was the only one over 17. <laughs> but we can write into them and say, look, we just wrote Australian record as her chance. She can move some numbers around. She wants them all in the 16 somewhere. But um, mm-hmm. I guess the question was around, like, obviously, you're feeling good towards that end of the race
3: yeah i did go through a few bad patches not really bad but just um felt like oh god this is getting really hard and kind of worrying that i was gonna just start getting slower and slower and slower but i'd have that for a few k and then i'd come good again and there was quite a bit of that throughout the race just i think when you start thinking about how long you have to go um even up to like 40k i was like i need to like I could pop at any any second. Like I just found it quite stressful this one. Um, I guess because it was going so well, I was just afraid of anything going wrong. Um, But then when I like when I had only a K to go, I was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) But I I didn't know um, because I just had my K splits on. I knew I was in PB territory, but I didn't know whether I was in uh, Australian record territory or not until you know, when we turned into the around the corner, we could see the at the time on the finish line. Oh, also, at
1: the new. bottom of the ramp, kind of thing, when you just yeah. Got, okay, because that was one of Brad's questions. Like, how far out did she know she was going to break the strand record? Okay, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> oh, that would have yeah, okay. For some reason, I saw some. Uh, I think Ben Parks put a video of you on like on the road with maybe a K to going. and you had a little smile on your face. And I thought when I saw oh, that, I was like, okay, she no, knows she had so, it then. Uh,
3: my grimace looks like a smile like so my sister <laughs> said to me she you knew you were smiling like a 400 meter score." I was like I definitely wasn't and then I saw some footage of me and it does look like I'm smiling but I'm that's I'm grimacing okay <laughs> like I <I'm, laughs>
1: take that yeah. keep showing does the same thing doesn't he <laughs> when he's in her he yeah, that it's smile. so weird Hey, there could be something in that if you two are doing it. His second part of his question was, um, and if she knew she was going to break it, did it make the last few K enjoyable? So I guess it was just that last, what, what, what's actually going through your head when you're on that blue blue mat coming in the finish line, you know you've got the time, you're in the 221s. Um, do you enjoy it or is it relief or is it...
3: Um so I saw the 221 and then I wanted to get 221. I didn't want it to take over 222. <laughs> so I like pushed as hard as I could. And there was actually this girl that she had been in the group ahead of me and I caught her and went faster but then when it came down to a bit of a sprint finish she she had me easily but she was kind of elbowing me a bit. So there's a bit of that going on at that <laughs> stage as well. <laughs> um so no, I didn't I didn't like pull back and enjoy the moment or anything. I just went as fast as I could to the finish line and then <laughs> and then enjoyed the moment.
1: So a bit of a sprint. So that... Was it 12th you were in the end or was she?
3: Oh, so she was, I think she's in as 11th and I'm 12th, but we're like exactly the same time. Okay.
1: Like, yeah. We'll complain about she, that. Officially. She must have
3: been She must have been a few milliseconds ahead.
1: Yeah. Um, exactly. The last part of Croakes' question, and we got a lot of these coming from Patreon here in a second, Sinead, but um, how's the feeling of a national record and the pb of course compared to 10th at the olympics do you put them next to each other and like compare them or are they're two different things
3: um i actually think that this one i was much more excited about it because i think because i've been trying to get it for so long whereas the olympic marathon like i i didn't even know that i came 10th when i crossed the line i was just kind of happy so then when I found out that I came 10th, like my I had kind of calmed down a bit anyway. <laughs> but this one, I was like super excited. Um, so yeah, I it is kind of hard to compare them, but I was more excited crossing the finish line, breaking the record.
1: Yeah. Any yeah. questions, boys, before I go to the uh, Patreon ones? I'm sure you got some stuff there. Toby, throw to you first.
6: Oh, I don't have, I actually don't have anything, but um, yeah, I was just, so epic just to see you sort of come across looking so strong um, it definitely helped me um, punt to go again because it's just like I saw you up on the screen as well and you could oh, just see how like excited you were and it's just like that's what we sort of you train for you train for those moments and to see someone else get it it's just yeah it was just epic. Oh, thank you
1: Christian, King of Norway what do you got? You'll have some good ones
5: Ah, uh, I know you hate this stuff, Shanai, but I hate to ask you: the world record, you think about it at
3: all? Um, no, honestly, because and I'll just explain why. It's not, it's not like it doesn't bother me my age of that I'm forty-five at all. But the people that I'm competing against in the forty-plus category are all retired athletes like there's very few athletes that are training at the level that I train at who are still racing at 40 plus. So to me, it's not a big achievement at all. Um, it's, that's why it's just like I started when I was 33 and most other athletes by then are nearly ramping down. So it's an unfair advantage for me having started so late and I'm at my peak now. So I just it doesn't mean anything. Whereas the Australian record means everything to me. But the world record in the age category doesn't. Does that make sense? Or? That makes sense to me. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it yeah.
5: makes sense a lot. And one other question, Shanna. I mean, running is booming in Norway. We have crazy people running really, really fast. But uh, still, today, we, we lack the, the girls that want to have the road races and looking for going on longer distance. Uh, what can you say to to girls in Norway that uh, are struggling with the track? Some of them are quitting the sport in an early age. I mean, you're pretty much the biggest inspiration for for all of us. I mean, forget about the age, but you have been out there. You have had some rough uh, last halves. I saw the the post you had on Instagram. This was race number 14. I mean, what can you say about this? Just keep. Keep going, keep staying motivated, and and for girls that want to to have a future on the road.
3: Um, yeah, I think like the most important part about longevity is that if you enjoy what you're doing, and like that's not to say that every training session has to be enjoyable because often they're not. But in the bigger picture, if you enjoy what you're doing, then you 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 just won't want to quit and you want to keep going. Um, so I think a lot of people who are retiring or just, like if you go through long patches of been pushing and pushing and it being a massive struggle, you need to pull back or you're, you're just gonna quit because it's really hard to maintain that. And I think as well, like I think I've shown that it, you don't have to do it all before a certain age. Like if you're struggling and you're not getting anywhere for a while, it's okay to take a break it's not going to shorten your career you can just then take it up you know after that again so you kind of need to keep that fire in your belly and keep the love for the sport going otherwise if it becomes a drag you know you're not going to get anywhere
1: good answer norwegians will love that christian we can see a resurgence from norwegian women distance running (laughs) after that sinead when you you, oh sorry here you go
5: the, the record in Norway is, for girls, is pretty much the same as in Australia. We are talking about 2.21.06. Ingrid Christiansen ran in, in London in, in 1986. And yeah, the, the wow. girls now, is it's nobody that are running under 2.30. But we need people that are able to, to yeah, to go the journey, to be out there, to, to love the sport and to keep showing up. This was your uh, attempt number 14.
3: Yeah, like it takes a it takes a long time to uh, to nail the marathon. I think like you learn something from every. I've made a mis- mistakes in every single marathon. That's fourteen of them, and even this one like wasn't didn't go, wasn't perfect. Um, like, I like just doing like I didn't um, sleep that well in the days leading in. Uh, I was kind of thinking it was to do with maybe. Uh, my carb load that I was like taking on too much carbs because I'd lie in bed and my like heart was pounding and I'm like how am I still experiencing stuff like this after 14 or 13 or 14 marathons like surely I should have my carb load nailed and down pat now but it, things change whenever in every race and you kind of have to learn from it and take little learnings into the next one and you just get better and better like the more that you do
1: when you see the results Sinead, on the day like Amazing performance, but it only got you 12th. Like, I'm trying to think, have you ever yeah. finished that far? Like, you finished higher at the Olympics. Um, yeah. How many Londons and New Yorks and stuff have you been top 10? And then you look at the times and you kind of just spoken how you don't want to compare yourself as competing against the, the 45-year-olds, but the people you are competing at against a super fast. Like, what do you think when you see these times and these results come through?
3: Um, I kind of... <laughs> Like I think majority of those were um, Africans. Um, So they're at another level to us for whatever reason. So I kind of nearly, it don't even, uh, like in a race like that with so many Africans, where I placed wasn't important to me at all. Like it's mad to think that I ran 221 and I came 12th. I like, it's insane. But I guess like that's where we're at, like there's, so many Ethiopians and Af- and Kenyans, and then I think that actually the girl that was with me, she was from Morocco. Um, but yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Just say. I guess yeah. You gotta compare yourself to uh, you know people in similar countries in a way, and similar um, socio-economic like situations. Is that what you mean? Like you look at the American results and the British results and stuff, and you look at you know those and compare yourself yeah. with
3: them. Yeah, just just because the Africans are like completely at another level, like they have so many um, women that can go sub 218 like there's just so many of them and. For me, that's not even. It's not on the radar. (laughs) I can't compete with that, so. uh, Yeah, I just I I do kind of compare myself more to like the like the British girls, the Americans. because we're all more at a similar level i think
1: yeah hey uh we've got some quick fire ones here from the patreon supporters thanks to the patreon supporters who wrote these ones in first one from tim can you please ask shinead about her footwear was it her first time racing in the alpha flies i think
3: yep first time so uh, i was a little bit worried about that but i loved them because when they came out first i didn't like them at all um and then decided to give them a go for this training block just kind of halfway through and yeah, I quite like them. I, I took a while for my legs to get used to them. Like the for after the first day I wore them. After that session, I like was in so much pain for a couple of days. So you must use different muscles or something so. But after like a few weeks of it, I was fine and I really liked them on the day, but I did think about them during the race thinking I hope like my my hamstrings or quads or whatever don't get really really sore after 30k because i'm wearing different shoes but they were good
1: boys that could have been my problem you know what i should have been wearing <laughs> what did <laughs> you wear Brady? yeah alpha flies but i wanted to wear these mizuno ones but the boys talked me out of it last week so i'm blaming them for my performance
6: into wearing
1: it. this isn't about me tom's got another question here um i'm going to reword it tom because it's you've tried to you've done a joke here but i'm going to put it in a different way um how does this record was this the irish record as well and yeah how the feelings around so do you get the irish record now that you're australian allegiance or not
3: uh, no it doesn't count appreciate. okay
1: it doesn't count but then what's the vibe in ireland about running so quick with the history of um athletics Ireland and um decorated history is that the word the rejection for you as an athlete <laughs> in a way like how does it all yeah. feel now you see these times so they reach out and say yeah look we stuff that up
3: no they, they haven't don't nothing, out at no, all at all but the
1: people there love you still don't
3: they oh yeah absolutely yeah. and they're always like uh slagging off as <laughs> that yeah, yeah. for that decision <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that's good um and actually so the record holder in ireland katrina McKiernan, she sent me a message and said like congratulations on breaking the record because <laughs> i thought that was really nice because officially i haven't yeah well i have run faster than her time it was actually a very similar time time to benitas is two twenty two twenty three. 22 okay. um yeah so like everyone in ireland other than athletics ireland like are really supportive and yeah always yeah slagging them off for <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they could have had
3: boys for
1: hey? Me. <laughs> yeah hey um just on the people you've got messages from is there anybody else who's been like a bit of a surprise for you like i'm sure you've had an inbox uh, full of them all but anyone or maybe more than one person that you've looked at and been like oh i didn't expect that person to reach out
3: um a lot of um people from like school and high um university and stuff have reached out like people I haven't heard from for years which is really nice um like obviously benita messaged me like straight away and stuff not I wasn't not expecting her to message yeah. me but she like sent a really nice message and you know it was really nice to hear from her um I've honestly been like inundated with messages and everyone has been so kind and excited for me and it really makes it really special because I don't know, everyone's kind of getting around me. So it's really nice.
1: Yeah, that's good. Another one here from Julia. Oh, sorry, Christian. You got one.
3: Did you uh, know
5: about Brett's result before you started the race? (laughs) Oh yes.
3: So I obviously I knew Brett was racing. Before me, and I knew when I when I woke up that his race was finished. But I was actually afraid to look because I wasn't sure if I wanted to know or not. So I didn't check social media or anything. And Nick had sent me a message. I just ignored it because if oh. Brett no, 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 like this is just before the race, but like if Brett had not gotten the re- the record, I'd be really disappointed for him. And I was afraid then I'd feel really flat. And but then if he had gotten the record, I was like, oh my god! Like, will I get, feel more pressure? Or <laughs> so I was like, it's best I don't know. Anyways, so I was sitting downstairs. We were we had to walk to the race hotel, and then this English guy, who was next to me, and he said to somebody uh, behind me like really loudly, like, oh my god, did you hear about the Aussie guy Brett Robinson? He ran two oh seven thirty one. I was like, oh my god! So I was like so excited then, and I actually was really glad that I found out because it's kind of all. Amped up then, and yeah, it was it was great.
5: Yeah. Any last word from Mick?
3: Uh, before the race,
1: it. she didn't read the message. <laughs> the race. Still went unread. No, ah,
3: before the race, the day before. <laughs> Whatever you do, Sinead don't do. <laughs> um, no, he messaged me. He messaged me the night before and just said, you know, this has been your best lead-in, uh, probably since Melbourne 2018. He's like, you know. Settling for the first ninety minutes, and you know, be be confident. I guess is what he was saying.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, good one. This one's from Julia, mother of sons, working with NAB, training like a beast. How does she maintain her energy? Is it diet, lifestyle, or just sheer motivation and discipline?
3: Oh, probably probably a mix of everything. Um, and I think it kind of helps that when I started out running and training and stuff like. all i've always had uh, kids and a job i haven't come from like an athlete background where all i did initially was you know uh, running i've always kind of work and my kids have always been part of it so i'm very used to that juggle now and kind of grew into it because when i started i wasn't like training at this level i wasn't running twice a day i wasn't doing like half as much i actually look back on my first marathon there the other day and I was running like a max of 100K a week, so like even less than that. Um, whereas now I'm closer to 200 Um At work are also like more supportive, helping me out a bit and like giving me time off and that. So that makes everything a lot easier. Also like working from home has been a godsend. Because um, I don't like have to waste time commuting and. Colin works from home so it's all these little things kind of make a difference uh it is still really hard like uh, everything seems fine and rosy now because i've had a race that went really well but sometimes it's just such a grind and it's really difficult and sometimes i'm honestly like i don't know if i can continue going like this and then you know you kind of come out of that and things go well again and yeah
1: I don't. Did, did you <laughs> feel like this race had a bit of that, like what's the next two or three years going to hold for Sinead depending on the result?
3: Yeah, because I haven't had a great year. Um, I've, I had, I've essentially had one good race since the Olympics, like one race I was really happy with, and that was Gifu. And other than that, there's been – I've had like um, – I've had reasons for why the races didn't go well, but when you, you continually have these races where they don't go that well and you have a reason, it then starts to sound like an ex- you're just making excuses. And like, I was worried that I kind of sounded like, oh God, I'm on the downward spiral and I'm not accepting it. <laughs> Whereas I knew, that I, I knew deep down I wasn't and I knew my training was going really well. So I really felt like I needed this race to go well. Uh, it just would have been really hard to deal with it if it didn't yeah, because I I don't know what else I could have done because Like I haven't I've this is the best I've ever trained and I was like if this doesn't go well I don't know what, what more I can do. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm very relieved to go on. Well.
1: and now it's like exciting It sounds like it could be the start of like, you know the next chapter like go even faster There's a question here asking what's next and another one about um world cross trials make the team there I think you and Brett should get a free pass to be able, just get picked on the team straight away. I think, like, marathon <laughs> running and cross-country running are, are so much about strength. And if you just broken long-standing national cross-country uh, marathon records, you sh- and you, you, you shouldn't be expected to have to back up in a short period of time, whereas the race is long enough post-race to be um,
5: you know, ready to go again. I know the plan,
1: You know what plan? <laughs> Sinead's plan? <laughs> you only met S- her 20 minutes ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nick's back reading your messages.
5: No, it's
1: time to cash in, and it's time to go to London again. I oh,
5: think so. Are you going, are
3: going to, to London, to Christian?
1: Break <laughs> <laughs> Christian's going to London. He's got his spot.
3: Wow, oh, good stuff.
1: Can you um, enlighten um, us, Sinead, and race plans cross country?
3: Um, so to be honest, I hadn't really thought much about my plan after Valencia I was like so focused on that like my my rough plan is obviously next year like I'll do a few marathons I want to get an Olympic qualifier that's going to be my main focus for the year Um, cross-country yeah I just I don't think I'll be ready for the trials Um, I'm not it doesn't bother me that much though like um, yeah I, I I don't feel like I've prepared enough for the, for cross country and especially not the trials. I think, you know, I'll need a few weeks to recover from this and I would really need to start doing some hill training and stuff. I think to get ready for that. I
1: reckon Um, reckon you nominate and then make them select as discretion. Imagine that conversation. (laughs) I think think Mm -hmm. they've got to put you in the team and then you've got, you get picked early and you've got plenty of time to prepare.
3: Look how Brett
1: doubled up from like, um, well, did he do yeah. London to Fukuoka? Mm-hmm. Like, he can yeah. do
3: it. Yeah, he did great. Mm. Uh, given him the short time frame between his races. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. I mean, I've only really thought about marathons next year. Um, so I will have I have to catch up with Nick this week uh, or next week and chat to him about the plan. London could be an option, Christian.
1: And when does the <laughs> Olympic qualifier and be open? is higher now, I? Uh,
3: 221,
1: <laughs> payday now uh <laughs> oh yeah true and top 10 at the olympics christian the bio so is starting to look good
3: they haven't actually announced when the uh, qualifying period opens so however <laughs> for world champs it opened on the first of december last year so imagine if it opens on the first of december this year if it opened for yeah. the olympics
6: Nice. Have, you, have you looked back that even more would years? Be so is
1: it so
3: good? <laughs> is there
1: like 20 years of just like first of December at opening?
3: I, I think I, I don't know. I just always presumed it was the first of January, like the year before the event. But for for Budapest, it was the first of December 2021. Okay, so yeah. but they have yet to let us know. I don't know, what, like <laughs> what's the delay? Yeah, is. yeah it, makes it it hard. It's, it's World Athletics that set it yeah like
1: not not a yeah they have set it they haven't they haven't they set this have they? I swear the qualifying period uh-huh. they've set the time haven't they well they've set the, they time. Definitely yeah, set yeah, the yeah. time because the men's yeah, is like 209 time. is it 45 or something 15. yeah um so we've selection going forward because valencia was a bit different i think we spoke about it when you're on the weekly show like will you look to do more races that are like like a berlin for example maybe instead of like a a New York, like or Chicago that has the men around, like is that something you'll look for now? Uh
3: definitely like say if if this race doesn't count towards it, then I'll definitely look for um, you know, a fast uh course again. But then like we've got Budapest next year. Mm. And depending on what like if AA bring in a card for that and say, you know, if you become if you come top eight or top ten or something, you get an auto. Yeah. Then that would change that probably maybe i'll have to think about it <laughs> um but yeah i mean valencia was kind of a it was one that i wanted to do because i knew it was like a fast course um so i pushed for that um and i probably would do similar next year but nick would be supportive of that for sure
1: yeah yeah well, it's worked hasn't it uh, a few quick ones here shanae's taking up enough of your time tonight uh, bob would love to know a nutrition plan what she did on race day um And, yeah, he wants to compare it to how different it was to Benita's back in the day. Not sure if he's got that information, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to know. So what did you do?
3: Um, So I – yeah, I don't know what Benita would have done, but I had, like, a mix of – I had Morton, and then I had a mix of drinks and gels. So I think I had – like, I had something every 5K, apart from 40K. I skipped that one. Um, I think I started with a gel and then two drinks and then a gel – two drinks um and one of the gels was a caffeine gel at around the 20k mark uh which actually worked really well uh well actually um, i did get a little bit sick after after, after just before i met you actually brady
1: <laughs> i couldn't tell you it was pretty good didn't look like you a marathon
3: oh uh, yeah so um, i probably had a little bit too much actually yeah i think um, but generally, I'll have like small bottles and there's about 150 mils of uh, drink mix in it. And I'll drink probably 120 of that.
1: Yeah. This is an interesting one from Jo. Um, does she think her amazing rum will be the catalyst for our Australian ladies to follow the same trajectory as the American women have with lowering their record? Um, because Jo says she's here for that. Do you think, yeah, do you think for you, sure. you've only got a limited amount of time or do you think that one's going to sit for another 15, 20 years? <sighs>
3: I would like to think that it would stand for a while but who knows like I think as soon as someone like runs a faster time then everyone kind of follows suit a bit uh like once the bar is raised you know it kind of everyone knows that they then have to you know to make teams or whatever you got to be pretty much in the top three so everyone lifts their game so who knows how long it'll last for yeah, but I, I hope it lasts for a while.
1: <laughs> and this one from Paul, what? like, if things could go more perfect with training or the race, how much faster do you think you could go?
3: Oh God, I don't know. That's a hard one to answer, but I definitely think like that. Ra- that race went so well, but apart from my sleep in the days leading in, I think that's a can be like it's an important thing to have you get your sleep right. So that's something i definitely could improve on um yeah i don't know it's hard to yeah hard to, hard to
5: answer that. Jenna, you, you took my pb with two seconds <laughs> after my, my run in 2019 i have thought about running 220 and when i look at your training comparing it to me and i and to be honest i think i was close to 220 shape before berlin this year i i'm pretty sure that you could aim for for the 219.59 here. If you can build again on this one, if you can get a little bit more help from people, I don't think you should, uh, should look at 219 something that's not possible. I think you got it in you.
3: Yeah, I mean, it would be amazing, like if I could do that. Uh, you kind of need to have like, yeah, the right event and stuff. Like for this one, I was lucky because it was almost like a free crack at the record Um, in a sense because uh, you know I wasn't worrying about like having to making sure I qualified for olympics or anything it's like when you have when you have to do that you have to be a bit more conservative I think and make sure of it Um, but I would like I would definitely I'm definitely not gonna think oh that's the fastest I can go because I mean why why would I say that like I would love to think I could do a 220 and I'll certainly try like I'll certainly aim for that in training and see how I go I think I'll know from my training if it's possible like I knew from this training block I was like I know I can run a like a PV 100% like definitely so in my next training block I'll know before obviously I go into the race if that's realistic or not
1: can you remember off the top of your head, Sinead, like maybe give us the top two or three workouts where you got that confident from? You remember hitting them and being like, okay, look at these numbers. I can do this Australian record.
3: Um, so I think, oh, whichever, it was actually when Joel started training with me, started pacing me. Um, I remember, four, okay. I can't remember what
6: session that was. What? Was it the five by four K? That would surely have to be one of them or was
3: it oh so it was i did that one by myself 5x4k but the one before that which would have been uh 6x3k joel helped me out with that one so i felt really good in that and then i was worried about the one the 5x4k doing it by myself but i remember then feeling really good in that as well and i was like oh this is going well like i i like often kind of have one good session one not so good one but From the 6x3k, like, every session was going better and better and better. Um, yeah, which, like, sometimes doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, so, like, you took or confidence in the happen. consistency.
3: Yeah, like, I think, Always yeah. being up, yeah. 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 And, like, pulling up well from them, not getting any little niggles and stuff, which forced, in the past, would have forced me to pull back or, cut like, um, change my plan a bit. Yeah. Whereas this one, yeah, I, I was... Consistently improving a little bit
1: every week in that. Yeah, because I think Moose... I don't know if Moose... It was a conversation or an interview with him, but like, it was before one of your marathons, like you felt like you were flying, say, four weeks out, but then got yourself in a bit of a hole three weeks out, and then you got yourself back out of the hole to race. But like this one, it was all just smooth lead into race day.
3: Yeah, so that was before the Olympics. Olympics, okay, I, yeah. Yeah, I got into yeah a bit of a hole for a while, but thankfully got out of it. Um, but this one, I i think i've i learned so that's happened to me twice before and i've definitely learned from it so i don't push myself as i do push myself but not as hard as those times like it was like i had no limit and i i kind of didn't realize that you know if i like i mean i've heard of people overtraining in that but i kind of thought no no, no i just need to do more and more and more whereas with this training block i was like i never want to do that again and so if i felt tired or like a couple of sundays i had a plan to like do a pickup and i just thought i'm not feeling it today i need to like be careful and know that i don't have to do it just because it's on my plan so i was just a bit smarter i think with this training block
1: yeah it's paid off well boys any more questions we can do this all day there's another 25 listener questions from patrons that we got here that i'm not going to get to but thank you for the people writing them in uh, Christian, you got anything to leave us with?
5: Nah, see you in London,
1: Sinead. <laughs> see you in London. <laughs> Hopefully, you get to the finish line of that one, Christian. just, <laughs> don't, we're just re- don't, don't
4: talk to me about the finish
3: line.
1: Yeah, we're just reflecting on his two thousand and twenty-two one from four
3: marathon finishes, Sinead. Oh, uh, so Christian, what, 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 what point did you pull out? Or do you not want to talk Good about course. this? <laughs>
5: The first 180-degree turn around 7K, I could feel the hamstring. So all in oh. all I was fucked. So, yeah. We need to recharge, go again. But your post on Instagram with putting up the numbers, 14 marathons. I don't even want to talk about your PB and your age. But uh, I will go again, and I will remember your race.
1: Oh, it's the same, <laughs> Christian. I've got, I got six to get it right. i got plenty of time. 14. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize you would so many. But I guess this year alone, there's probably been... What, three, four? Three. Um,
3: so uh, three. Nigeria, three.
1: Com games, yeah, com this games year. yeah, yeah. Toby, any questions for Sinead before we let her go?
6: Uh, um, I was just thinking, if you would you go back to Valencia again next year? If you've got like the qualification period, if it was from December first, would you go back? Um, I would def-
3: definitely consider it. I mean, I love that course and the setup, everything uh like it's a really good one to do so yeah I definitely
1: definitely consider
3: it
1: how cool was the car park tonight? I was just telling the boys before you got oh on there, yeah was like 300 like amazing athletes just doing blockies of this car park <laughs>
3: yeah we had like our own little booth and everything it was cool wasn't it
1: yeah we didn't so have a that... name on I... the front of the booth though
3: oh yeah we
1: were
3: how funny was it we ended up in the same one, given there was, like, about 60
1: of them? Oh, no, I got told you were in that one, so I went in there. Oh one. Yeah, I got told. Like, yeah, there's a oh, bit of an Australian one going so up random. number four. Yeah, I rocked up at this tent. What the hell are you doing in here? Yeah, no, that's why but we went there. I think that's, Michael...
3: where, that's where we were before the half, world half in 2018. So oh, myself and were okay. there before,
1: yeah. In the same tent? Did you go in the same number for good luck?
3: Oh, number four? No, I, oh, I can't remember what, okay. what one we went into there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty cool setup. Well, Sinead, congratulations again. Thank you for giving up some thanks, time guys. for the Inside Run podcast. I know your phone would be going crazy the last couple of days. And um, yeah, you've been away for your family for a while and then you've just spent 50 minutes talking to us about running. So um, <laughs> always appreciate your time and I'm very pleasure. grateful giving it up for us. Congratulations again. Enjoy this. Ce- you got like some big celebrations planned just before I let you go? Surely um... they'll a big party at home, don't they? <laughs>
3: Oh, well, Dara has been going on about throwing a party Because I missed Colin's birthday as well while I was away It was on the 28th of November So we're due <laughs> due to do some kind of celebration for it And there's a few Christmas parties and stuff coming up So, yeah
1: It's a festive my, time of the
3: year. hijack some of them you need, yeah. to,
5: <laughs> you need to say hi to the skateboard people also, shall We're following <laughs> on Instagram and it's not
1: for running It's skateboard only Yeah, <laughs> hasn't been a lot of skateboard content recently
3: Yeah, um, I must get Eddie to do uh, another edit or whatever. He still, like, goes to the skate park almost every day. So, yeah, I'm still mad about it. That's
1: good. Awesome, Sinead. We'll let you go. We've still got to wrap up the show here. But thank you for your time, and we really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys.
3: See you later.
1: Thanks, Sinead.
0: How would you like to run in the official World Athletics Cross-Country Championships? The Golden Ticket races are your chance to secure a wild card slot and race against the world's best and be featured in the global broadcast. Learn more at worldathleticscrosscountry.com. Use the code INSIDERUNNING10 before January 7 when you enter any mass race to get 10% off.